At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, it's Mike Garofolo, NFL Network, here in the home office, and you are listening to the Raiders Fan Radio Podcast, taking that lighter journey into the dark side with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Michelle. She's got great hair. It's a little pink. It's a little purple. Whatever it is, I'll tell you what, if I could grow it, I would sign up for that color today. So listen to her and the entire crew as they give you all the information on the Raiders on the podcast that benefits the One Nation Foundation. It's a great cause. It's a great pod. Tune in. Turn it up. Here it comes. All that Raiders info and takes coming at you right now. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! Love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to Lopiano at the 50, high running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most seamless, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. Somebody does. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio. Take it away, guys. Why? Thank you, Brett Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? What is up, chat room? We appreciate you guys all joining us uh, live, if you're in the chat room. Uh, for this episode number 304 of Raiders Fan Radio. If you're joining us after the fact on the YouTubes, thank you to to those of you as well. We appreciate you very much. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of the show. uh, Or don't. Or just let us know just (laughs) something. Like, talk about scary movies or something that has nothing to do with the Raiders because the Raiders aren't a ton of fun to talk about uh, right now. But that's okay. We love them anyways because they are... uh, That's that's what we got. We we love the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. I wish the Raiders were different, Mm -hmm. but... I'm gonna, still going to love them. I ain't going anywhere. These, you know, the, like we've been saying over and over again here the past few weeks, the ink doesn't come off, so we're just going to do the best we can with it. And we call this show A Lighter Journey into the Dark Side. Uh, so we appreciate those of you that are tuning in. If you're new to the show, uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We, we take our Raider fandom very, very seriously, but we like to have a good time uh, talking about our favorite football team in, in the midst of the uh, – it's rough out here in these Raider streets, man. It's It ain't easy being a Raider fan nowadays, um, but Raider uh, Nation has proved itself, if anything, resilient, and we will get through all this together, and we'll, like I said, we'll just have a little bit of a fun here uh, tonight going through it. So appreciate those of you very much. <laughs> what? We'll have a little bit of a fun. A little bit of a, a fun. Just a little bit of a fun. Just a little bit of a fun. Michelle fun. brought shots before the show started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loud. Like, oh, my gosh. We love that about her. My gosh. But anyway, so uh, I don't do this show alone, uh, and I'll leave it to, to them to shout out that 
not only the chat room, but where you can find the audio podcast. And so uh, let me go ahead and turn it over to my best friend and yours. He is the man that uh, adorns the left side of the bar. Uh, he is, uh, uh, yeah, my best friend and yours. God dang it, man. Well, Michelle, that may not have been a great idea. All right. <laughs> let me go ahead and throw it over to Swag Jeff. Swag Jeff! Fire. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm fired up to be here. Uh, Damn right some, you some are. of our closest friends are in the building tonight. Paul Edgerton, of course, Raider Worm. What's up, Big Worm? Uh, Pete. Big uh, Worm? The one and only Graph Raider. Uh, hey, Graphic Raider, so OLV Raider Network. So go subscribe to them as well after you watch this show, obviously. But uh, much respect to him. Jay Jackson, grumpy-ass Raider fan. Uh, Gianluca Morelli's in there. Bugsy Raider, comic ape. Or, or sorry, cosmic ape. That that must be his brother. Uh, <laughs> or the Ra- shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, the, yeah. or that sipping yeah. cream you got in there, right there. Uh, Raider Dad, our our good buddy Josh hey, is in up, there. Josh? Pineapple, and I'm uh, I'm here. I'm rocking the. Uh, I'm I'm like I'm You're, trying to like manifest yeah, some owl. Yeah. There you go. You know what I mean? I like like, I, like I'm, 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 wore, I'm wearing the for little. For those of you on the audio podcast, Jeff's got the the white jumpsuit going on. The over little there. white Clean. jumpsuit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, much respect to. Uh, to our buddy Jimmy Zebach, who sent this sent thing over man. here. So, so yeah, nice, yeah, that's legit, man. So uh, so yeah, so I'm fired up to be here. I kinda. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love you guys. You guys are my yes. two best friends that anyone ever had, but you know, but but we gotta talk about the Raiders, I guess. You and know, we're right? the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best <laughs> friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, never ever, 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 ever leave each other. other. So, uh, so hey, so we don't do the show alone, Murph. No, no hell no. no. So adorning the uh, the bartender spot once again <laughs> at the bar tonight here in Murph's fan cave. Please welcome in Michelle Swag. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Hey. Woo-hoo. Listen, we're gonna all get through this together. Yes. And it's freaking October. It is my Let's go. favorite. The kickoff to my it's your favorite jam. Yep. Season, man. Yep. I can be excited about anything. It's going to be that. There, there oh, we go. Yeah. There's always something to there's root for in October. There's always something to root for. And yeah. November and December, it just it's doesn't true. happen to be our favorite football well, team. there's that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's all right. There's, okay. There's, we'll just keep, we'll root for uh, for for turkeys, not named Josh McDaniels. Yes. We will uh, root for the for the scary season, which is Bucky our record. Spice. And then, uh, and then uh, what, 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 what can we what compare to? Yeah. Like for Christmas. Is, is the time of giving, right? Yeah. Right. Which, so we're giving away uh, W's to other teams. Yeah. Hey. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. so generous. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Stop doing that. Oh, jeez. And, you know, Santa Claus, Santa Claus's catchphrase is, you know, ho, 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 right? So, so I guess so. <laughs> I don't know if that's so, a, I'm not sure I'd call that his catchphrase. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's a signature catchphrase, right? So, so, so what's so, so, up? So, so old that's McDaniel, McDaniel's claws just goes. That's not. That's not. Catchphrase. That's his catchphrase, right? <laughs> ho ho ho! Yeah, the Santa Claus, right? Yeah. That's what he does. You know, when you think of Santa, what else do you think of when he says, you know, when you talk about Santa Claus? You know, how many times you talk about Santa Claus? <laughs> uh, well, a few times a year. Okay. Um, but okay. Yeah. So, so what do you think of when you think of, oh, Santa Claus says that? Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Ah, it's ho, yeah. ho, ho, man. So, so, <laughs> with, so, so, you know, so Santa McDaniel's over here. He goes, <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Yeah. Oh. You know? Yeah. You know? You know? You know? Yeah. Well. Ugh. Hey, listen, you know, it, uh, uh, don't say that. Uh, don't say it anymore. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it, it is. is what it you is, know? man. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. We did the best we could. Well, <laughs> did we? 
Um, okay. All right. We'll get to that. We got, we got plenty. We got, we got plenty. To go. We yeah. will get to all of our Raider bitching tonight. Yes. And uh, again, yeah, we, will, we will. We will bitch about it in a lighthearted fashion. And we appreciate all of those of you that are joining us uh, live in the chat room. And also those of you that are joining us on uh, the audio podcast. Uh, audio podcast is hit a hit a lick here lately, man. It's on a run. Heck yeah, man! Um, Respect. Tons nice of roll. tons of thank you very much, all of you. Um, yeah, and you can find us on any audio podcast service just by searching for Raiders Fan Radio. We are uh, we're on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. Uh, you can ask your internet connected device. Uh, the, the Amazon's there. Yep. Uh, all that kind of stuff, man. You can you can ask it to play Raiders Fan Radio and find us. And so, thank you to all of those of you that are new listeners and uh, and audio listeners of the podcast. And we just ask you that if you listen to us on the audio, jump over to the YouTube's and hit the like and subscribe there as well. And uh, and if you're on the YouTube's, like jump over to the audio and uh, and and hit the subscribe and hit that automatic download. Um, you don't even gotta listen to it again. Like we don't, we're not saying listen to the show twice, but uh, any of those numbers really helps out the show. And uh, with that, we are um, uh, we're, we're given a lot of advertising opportunities, uh, like the good folks at Manscaped that we're going to be talking about tonight. And we appreciate their sponsorship of Raiders Fan Radio. And the reason we we are so appreciative of all of that is that 100% of the money that we make around here, we give it away. We have a nonprofit called the One Nation Foundation, and 100% of our money goes to Raiders related charities. And we are completely stoked and freaking what are we all we're like less than 30 days away oh my gosh from yep. freaking going to vegas oh, crazy. Yep. yep yep yeah and uh presenting fred and angela Bolitnikoff uh a check for fifteen thousand dollars on on oh, your behalf raider nation incredible. uh your giving and your generosity is unmatched and and uh we are uh, so thankful to be the vessels uh to be able to to uh you know provide a gathering point uh, for yeah. that generosity, and uh, and and we cannot wait to uh, to share that with with the Bolitnikoff. So thank you guys so very very much for all you do with your direct donations. Again, the advertising opportunities, the raffles, the merch sales, the all that stuff, man. Really, really, um, we feel really blessed uh, to be a part of what you all are doing. And so thank you for that. Um, all right. Um, Let's get to episode number 304. Uh, yep. We always take something significant in Raider Nation and tie it back to that episode number. And that duty goes over duty, duty. goes over to my best friend <laughs> in your swag. Jeff, what do we got tonight? Well, you know, tonight we're uh, we're going back. Oh, oh boy. How far are you going back? Way back. <laughs> As we go a little something like this. Hit it. Okay, let me stop you there. You said you gotta warn me before you do that. Yeah, because you'll do Just, that every time. Okay, I have been for the last several weeks. This is your show. You see the rundown. I gotta think. Get that button point, ready, bro. No, I know. It's always gonna be going well, back. Just, just, <laughs> well, that. Okay, there we go. We're <laughs> always going back. Well, bro. Like. well, it's yeah, it's always gonna be in reference to something, but it's not always not gonna be like how okay. far are you going back, way back. Yeah. Because yeah, well, sometimes you got like some Derek Carr shit in there or something. No, I won't. <laughs> No, I won't. You can. <laughs> so from okay, so are, are we gonna let's set a line of demarcation here and an okay. expectation? Because okay. listen, the, the failed relationships a lot of times based around the idea that you have failed someone else's mm, expectation of true, you. True. So if your expectation of me is that we are always gonna play those sound bites, then I promise you, from this point going forward, I will have that panel up there and ready to go Thank so you. that we can play those sound bites. Is that is that fair? And I I would love. Am, that. Is it fair for me to expect you to always go way back? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, for I sure. I feel like my two dads are fighting. <laughs> really, I don't like that. Yeah. All right. Let's hey. Let, let's start that over. Hey. So uh, so tonight for episode three hundred four, we're going back. 
fart, you're going back. Way back. As we go a little something like this. Hit it. So, uh, so hey, so I, so I got not only one, but I got two for you, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not just for you. Oh, 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 I thought that was for me. Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going back. So we're talking to uh, we're talking about uh, Charles Phillips. Charles Phillips was a defensive back slash linebacker for the Raiders from '75 to '79. He played in 67 games. He had 23 starts. And for the Raiders, he intercepted 19 passes, which is 11th all time on the franchise list. Uh, he ran those 19 interceptions back for a total of 304 yards. Hey, nice hey, 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 hey. And if you didn't like that, which I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, but we're going to be highlighting a, a, a career stat. We love a good career stat around love here. A good so, career stat. so we're going to be highlighting a defensive tackle from 92 to 97. And, of course, we're talking about Chester McLaughlin. Or says he's fat. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So in his Raider career, he had a total of 304 solo tackles. Oh, nicely done. Nice. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Nicely done. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling, man. We got a lot to get to tonight. Yes. Uh, we are already in danger of a three-hour show. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into some contact info, and then we'll talk about the Raiders. <laughs> oh, shoot. Have you not turned up? Ooh, hey, Raider Nation. Woo! Hey, Mosh. Old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut, shut up, up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit. At Twitter, at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram, at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Talk. TikTok, at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you. Anyway, Twitch, at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. (laughs) Good. Oh, nicely done. Nicely perfect. done. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. So I love hearing Uncle Mosh right there because, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, it, speaking of going back way back, all that yeah, good stuff, yeah. I feel like, you know, we're at the point of, of, of this right now where I kind of feel like I, I'm having some nostalgia right now. Okay. So I've been on the show for, you know, four and a half, five years ish yeah. or whatever. And I'm feeling some nostalgia every time I talk into this microphone, like I get a good whiff. 
and I smell <laughs> and I smell that dip from our good old Uncle Mosh, and it just reminds me of you know my roots where I began. Yeah, there you know, you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I Mosh, like it. Mosh, what you, so for those and so and so, hey, let's that that leads us right into this segment. There you go. Uh, let's go ahead and give a little bit of respect. We don't do props. We don't do sh- shout outs. Nothing wrong with those things, but we're telling you, we like to give a little bit of respect. That's it. Murph, Swaggy J, Nation, it's time for a little respect. You know, respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. Smarten up. You. All right. So we don't do props. We don't do shout outs. We just like to give a little bit of respect here at the top of the show. And uh, I want to give respect. So speaking of Uncle Mosh. Of course. Uh, I want to give respect to Uncle Mosh because uh, the response to the post game shows. Yeah. With Uncle Mosh has been awesome. It's been great having him back here in the fan cave. Uh, of course, you know, Mosh is over here. We're watching the game anyways. And so after Silver and Black Today show is over, after I get done with, with Scott, um, then Mosh and I jump on the mics and we talk about the Raiders for 30 to 45 minutes or whatever and just kind of give our immediate thoughts on the game. And so it's been a lot of fun. And and, and he's yeah. been um, welcomed back uh, by so many of you. And so uh, so I just want to give uh, not only him respect, but for those of you that are tuning into that show, uh, we appreciate you so very, very much. Thank you. Uh, uh, could not give you enough respect. And then I also want to give, speaking of family, I want to give respect to my cousin, Sonny. Okay. Of course. So I hope this works. I got to, I got to, if in chat room, when I start playing this video, let me know if the audio is coming through. Cause I got this audio thing when I'm playing video thing, or I, I, there's a little bit of a disconnect there. And the disconnect is operator error, which is me. Um, we need to hire a producer. Devin, come on. Um, so, um, so, uh, so I want to give respect to Cousin Sonny because he has, I think, a hilarious take on kind of where we're at as Raider fans and where we're at in this whole Raider Nation thing. And um, I'm going to warn you guys on the front end, normally we clip out F-bombs and we stay away from adult-themed content, but Sonny's rant here is too freaking funny. It's too good. And if I start messing with it by cutting parts of it out and bleeping right. it and all that stuff, yeah. it's going to, it loses the humor behind it. And, the and, and really in the, it's, and it's poignant in a lot of areas too. It's not just funny. Like he's got some very good points that he makes, but all that said, parental advisory, if you've yep. got young ears, and we we know we've heard from many folks, we love your show because I can oh, listen to it with yeah. my kids in the car. Yep. Earmuffs. Earmuffs if your kids yeah. are in the car. This like, is your warning. This is your warning. If you're watching us on the YouTube and the kids are in the room, you're, you don't want to have them here. And it's not like vulgar. It's all in humor. If but they watch Sunday's game with you, though, they probably heard it. They probably so. heard this stuff already. That's, <laughs> right. that's very, very true. Um, so, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and play. Uh, let me see. Let me get here to the cave cam. I'm going to play Sonny's thing here. And so, again, aud- and you all let me know as you're monitoring the chat. Oh, okay. Let me know if the audio doesn't come through uh, if something happens there. But anyways, here we go. It's uh, much respect to Cousin Sonny giving us his take on the current state of the Raiders. 
Murph, Sonny here. Sitting in the very spot, Raiders fan radio and you and all that stuff was created in my little garage here. You know, I'm studying football on the YouTubes. Flag football, that is. My team is, uh, we're doing some good things. Anyway, I'm watching some YouTube videos and this guy is showing some demonstrations about how the Chiefs are destroying the league and these split concepts with three, three receivers, two receivers, or one, four stacks and stuff like that, right? And then he brings up a game against the Raiders. Now listen to the terminology he uses about when he describes the Raiders. This is a non-biased channel, but the mother says some, some dumb stuff about the Raiders. Listen to this. It's kind of nuts. And here it is again, tearing apart the Raiders. Tearing mind. apart? Why you gotta be so they mean? <laughs> tearing apart. Snapping the ball as Hardman passes Mahomes. Why you gotta be so mean? And both he and McKinnon were released behind the wall of Kelsey and Juju. Uh. The motion causes the numbers count to get all sorts of messed up for the Raiders. All and sorts no of messed up. On if they're switching all sorts of up. messed up. With the quad crossing pattern leaving Mahomes with three open options three. in the end zone. Crazy. We he just says, three open options, three open options, crazy. Like, Murph, I don't know, man, that's not a good way to describe your team. Murph, I look to you for, for uh, strong, 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 like, Murph, to me, you're the telephone pole that's rooted in the ground, six feet. You stay strong during the storm. Murph, what the fuck's going on with the Raiders, bro? Like, like, what the heck, man? Like, I'm worried. They're not very good. They're not healthy. Uh, there's no culture there, bro. Like, to me, the problem with the Raiders is the culture. There's no culture. Man. There's no fucking, like, dude in the locker room getting people jacked. You got Crosby and Devontae. I bet you they're gone in a year, year and a half, man. How the hell are they going to stay around that place? There's no freaking culture. There's no vibe. There's no, like, we're fucking Raiders, you know? Because they're, they're fucking, they suck. They've sucked for too fucking long. 40 fucking years we've been saying commitment to excellence. 40 fucking years we've been saying just win, baby. We ain't doing just shit, baby. We're committed to fucking mediocrity. So, like, you know, all the dudes want to make fun of Mark Davis and shit. What the fuck, you dumb fucks? That guy has more money in his fucking left pocket than you've ever touched in your life, and he's sitting next to some trim you've only jacked off to your whole fucking life. <laughs> what do you know? Lord. Anyway, Murph, oh, come on now. Bring us back to life. Can these Raiders do something? Are they actually do something this year? Holy shit balls, man. Anyway, coach of flight football is fun. Go Raiders. All right, there he is, Cousin Sonny. There you go. Wow. Right. Let's let's I, I do want to before we before we jump into the to the news, which is this is gonna be the news anyways. Right. So um uh I want to respond to one very specific point that he made there. Mm -hmm. And let's keep it on this one topic because we're going to get into so much more here as we get going through this. Right. When he talks about the lack of culture around yeah. the organization, to me, this is the biggest indictment of the leadership and the tenure so far of Josh McDaniels. Much less, his, his win-loss record is atrocious. Mm -hmm. But the more indicting thing to me is that what the body language, and we're going to, again, we're getting into all this stuff later. We're going to hear some comments from Jim Rome and the players and all kinds of stuff. The body language, the spirit around this organization is down bad. And like when we talked about this last weekend on a lot of these after shows with Silver and Black today, I brought up the example of Dan Campbell in Detroit. Dan Campbell had also had an atrocious win-loss record 
in his early time with the Lions. But the messaging from the players and the messaging from the organization was, we're going to be okay. We know the vision. We're going to execute the vision. It's just going to take us some time, but we're good. Like, we're not down. The complete opposite is what's going on in Las Vegas. Everything, everyone associated, including us fans, are all down bad. And that is a reflection on the lack of leadership or the dysfunctional leadership that's coming from Josh McDaniels. The nonchalance, the lazy body language, the sloppy ordership. You can't even, almost got me cursing there too. (laughs) You can't like, and I know that like, and, and when you look at like Al Davis delivered some of the most brilliant quotes that's ever been given in the history of the NFL. John Madden, Tom Flores. These men were leaders of men just like Rich Passaccia was, leaders of men and delivered impassioned speeches and and some of the, not criticism, but some of the feedback I've gotten has been like, well, we don't need to have a rah-rah guy. You're right, we don't. Guess what? Tom Flores wasn't a rah-rah guy, Mm -hmm. but what did he do? He demanded your commitment in order to achieve the paramount of excellence. That's what he demanded. And I don't sense that from Josh McDaniels. I don't get that. Any kind of fire, you don't have to be screaming and yelling and hooting. You don't have to be Bob Sala and Dan Campbell. You can be Marv Levy. And you know what I mean? You can be like a a chiller. Or Again, to use the Raiders example, let's keep it on the Raiders. John Madden was a rah-rah guy, or at least big personality-wise. Tom Flores was not. Both equally successful. Like there's there's two different even even Al wasn't a rah-rah guy. Al was chill as hell. But he was cold though. Like Al was he meant that shit when he was saying it. You know what I mean? And so, like, without McDaniels being able to to bring in, in this case, a football team, his constituents together to collectively share in the vision. And then the the worst part of it all is to pass the mm. where's a damn button. Yeah. I gotta need that. Pass the buck on to other people and not take right. any ounce of ownership proves his weakness in leadership. And all that said, you can have the best strategy in the world and you're a freaking, yeah, the greatest plan, but your culture will eat your freaking strategy for breakfast. As the saying goes, right. you've got to have a good, positive, healthy culture. So what Sonny's talking about there, I think is the most critical point in all of this right now is that the culture of the Raiders is shit. You know, any any good leader uh, listens to their people. I feel like this regime, and especially the guy under the visor, he's uh, he's kind of reminds me of a of a dictator a little bit. You know, my way works. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Do what I say. You know, if we're unsuccessful, it's because you didn't do my shit right. Well, you know, that's not a good leader. You know, you look at all these other guys, you know, I mean, even you just talked about Al Davis. You know, yeah, he was the man with the plan. He made all this shit what it was. He's the creator of the Raiders, but he listened to his people. You know, when you've got your guys, you've got your guys that bleed silver and black, like you're supposed to be doing if you're the head coach of this NFL team. Like, you know, I mean, you got guys like Devontae, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby. Those are the three big ones, right? You know, they live, eat, sleep, breathe this shit. And they've all said, hey, this this ain't good. This ain't good. You know, but then you got Josh McDaniels on press conferences, you know, throwing the rookie quarterback uh, to the to the yeah, freaking we, wolves. We've like, got and, that, and, yeah. and, we'll, and we'll talk about that. But, like, 
dude, like, you ain't a leader, bro. Sorry. No, and, and I think that, like, when I think about how he is in press conferences, when he gets asked questions, like, his demeanor is so, like, well, they ain't doing what I'm telling them to do, so clearly it's on them. Like, there's no accountability, and when your demeanor is like that, what the hell are – I'm not going to play for you. I don't want to fight for you. I don't want to go kill myself for you. Like, I don't want to just give it all out on the field. If you're going to be like, mm, well, this is it, then I'm going to be like, mm, well, this is it. You know, like, I'm not going to play. You bring me to your level. Like, don't make me try to fight to get to where you are. And he, it's almost like he's disconnected from the people he's even coaching. Like, it just – he's so – his narcissistic tendencies make my eye twitch because it's like I'm telling everybody what to do. I'm the genius. Y'all have been calling me a genius for so many years, but he just is the same guy he's always been. But he doesn't see that he's the one that needs to bend a little. He thinks everyone else needs to bend to him instead of him bending to them. Amen. Oh, it's Amen. And you know, and 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 look, and he's a Bill Belichick disciple. Yeah. And so I think he's in terms of his outward communication at the podium, I think he's taken a pay, a page from Bill in that. In that it's very dry. It's very like, you know, it's there's not a lot you notice we don't feature I used to feature Gruden all the time. I yeah. even featured Dak Del Rio. We don't feature Josh McDaniels. But he, he ain't there anymore. He tells anymore. you nothing. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, though, is that, like, right, like, he tries to, I think, emulate at times Bill, but mm. Bill has nine Super Bowl rings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, your his voice or lack thereof commands a whole different level when you've got that kind of hardware. And now we're seeing what that hardware looks like without Bill Parcells and without Tom Brady. Like, mm. so, anyways, I'm just saying that, like, there's there's a, there's a whole level of disconnect going on, and and hopefully, listen, I'll, I'll say this, and then I'm going to shut up, and then we're going to get into the actual story portion of this. We hope it turns around. I, yeah. I will be the biggest Josh McDaniels fan in the world. I, I don't want him to lose. I want him to be as successful as he possibly can be because with his success comes Raiders' success. So this is not taking a shot at the guy. And this is in the in the past when we've been accused of like being bootlickers and apologists and blind loyalists and all that stuff. Here now you see it. This is where it ends. Because at the end of the day, we're all about the Raiders mm-hmm. and we're all about the Raiders being successful. And so as of right now, there's a very obvious point that a lot of things are pointing towards. There's a lot, or, or, a very obvious whatever, I don't even want to, you know, person in this case, right, that all these signs are pointing towards. So now we want to hold that person accountable to the best we can as fans. And so, you know, let's, I do want to, I'm going to bring up one more quick thing here. As fans, though, what kind of influence can we bring? So we're all in our feelings about this stuff. We all want the Raiders to be better, right? But Jeff and I were talking about this the other day, and I think it's a very interesting conversation. Then let's then let's keep it semi-brief so we can pass it around and and get get to some of this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, we need what, to talk about our manscape, folks, too. Yeah, and we do. And so, oh, thank you for yeah. And let's hit a break after this little thing, and then we'll we'll get into manscape. Okay. So, what can you do as fans? Well, you can do a lot of things. You can scream at the sky. <laughs> you can scream at a owner in the box. You can scream at your family members. You can you can do whatever you want. The idea that you're going to make a change or that you're going to make a difference, I think, is a miss. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much of us and, and yourself that you think that you're going to be able to do something to enact change. The only thing 
that enacts change is money. Yep. Quit buying Raider gear. Quit going to games. Do th those are the kinds of things that if you really want to get someone's attention, you take money out of their pocket. You can also get their attention by putting money into their pocket. But unless collectively we're prepared to do something along those lines, the rest of the shit is an exercise in futility. All you're doing is just... Like, and I'm not telling you to do or not do anything. You do whatever you want. That's not, this is not Murph's pulpit here. I'm not trying to tell you how you need to live your life and exercise your fandom. I'm just saying that, like, I think realistically, we got to look at one another and realize that, like, we don't have control over this stuff. We really don't, except for money. And so unless there's a collective front for Raider Nation to tap out, I don't even know if that would do it because they got TV contracts. And you know what? And, and, you know, I know Raider Nation. That part of it ain't going to happen. We ain't going to quit. We ain't going to quit. You know what I mean? I mean, you you think that Swag Jeff is not going to, you know, he's going to miss a day, you know, going to Fanatics, <laughs> going to Culture Kings? No. Yeah. No. I'm there. I'm rocking it. I'm here forever. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I mean, some fan bases might be able to say, you know, well, okay, well, we'll just stop buying tickets. The Raiders don't have to worry about no. that. Yeah. Raider fans... Yeah can stop buying tickets. The tickets will be sold because we're a destination city. Yep. You know, we'll get, you know, Patriot fan. We'll get Giant fan. We'll get whoever, you know, Packer fan. We'll get those people buying those tickets anyway. So the money will go into Mark Davis's pocket no matter if Raider fans are buying the tickets or not. But, you know, I mean, so yeah. So, I, I mean, what can you do? You know, I mean, you hate to say that. <laughs> Yelling at his own, yeah. yelling at the owner is the only way you're gonna have him hear it. But maybe Even it that, is. Yeah, maybe it, it is. Matter. You know, I mean, <laughs> some, but like something's got to happen. But I think really it's gonna come down to, you know, Mark Davis is just gonna have to get embarrassed enough to make a change. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, obviously on the merch level, like buy Raider fan made merch. You know, like that goes oh, to a Raider fan. Yeah. Like that's like a small thing you can do. But I, I think that's a blip on the radar for I, Mark yeah, Day, you know, yeah. like, but, it, you know, it might give you some joy. But I, I think that n none of that is going to make a difference because Mark Davis is making his money regardless. I do think, though, there's got to be some sort of pride in there. But I don't think he's going to listen to us. He's going to have to listen to the people around him. And hopefully there are people that are like, dude. Do Hopefully, Sandra Douglas Morgan. Like the folks peasants like right. out yeah. there are looking into the castle and they're pissed. Right. And you need to pull it together. Like someone Amen. has to be. Yep. Saying Amen. That's something. a great point. Yeah. It ain't us though. Congrats on making the WNBA playoffs. Good like, for hey, you. here's the Raiders. Yeah. Do something. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And you know? know, as much as Freddie B and yeah. Phil and all those folks are around the team and whatever, you you, you would hope that the messaging yeah. would, would come across there. That's a great point, Michelle. All right, Swag Jeff, take us to a break and then let's talk about manscaped. Oops. Hey, this is Babcock, former Los Angeles Raider. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. All right, so support from Raiders Fan Radio tonight is brought to you by our good, good friends at Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-waist grooming products out there. Uh, they have precision-engineered <laughs> tools for your family jewels. So Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Over 8 million men 
have used this thing worldwide and trust Manscaped, and they give us an exclusive offer just for you. 20% off of anything that you purchase, whether you get the uh, the performance package or any of the other amazing stuff from Manscaped, 20% off and free worldwide shipping. I'm talking to you, Paul. So worldwide <laughs> shipping with the promo code MURF. That is M-U-R-F. Promo code MURF at manscaped.com. And, you know, here at Raiders Fan Radio, we don't like math, but we like numbers, Michelle. Yeah, we do. And so uh, so if we do the, if we do look at the numbers on that, uh, worldwide, that's about 16 million balls that we're dealing that's with a here. Lot so that's, that's, hey, a, that's, that's a lot of balls. That's a lot of balls, balls, man. So, yeah, so Murph, uh, I've used the performance package. I love every bit of it. Uh, tell them about some of that stuff that Raider Nation can get using that package right there. Yeah, so I'm showing it. First off, the hey, let me get out my bag. Get your bag. Hey, yeah. hey, uh, first off, the, the, the bag that it, that it comes in the performance package is freaking cool as crap. Yeah. It's a great shaving kit uh, for you to take on the road with you. I've got the crop preserver here, which is the... Uh, that's the deodorant uh, for your boils. And then uh, we've also got the, uh, the, the toner. And uh, so I wasn't even familiar really with what toner was, but uh, Michelle was telling us about kind of what the toner was. And also uh, Lamont, your husband received yeah. one of these packages mm-hmm. uh, this week. So tell us about a hey, packages, yeah. but uh, so, so tell us about what his experience was like and then talk about the toner, please. Yeah. The toner thing I had to kind of explain to him too, which it, it, it dries things out, but it doesn't dry. It dries your skin, but it doesn't dry your skin out. So it leaves it moisturized and, you know, listen, that's better skin. You don't get hurt as much. Like having that, what's the word I'm looking for? Not movement. That's bad. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's it's just healthier. Sure. Um, Also, also Devin, yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Devin, my son, has the Beard Hedger kit and Ooh, uh and that's my i got yeah. my eye on that one next yeah the beard. and yeah. he the the beard oil he really loves because okay. it's like really like silky and healthy and it just makes your beard shiny like so and and i mean all of the products in there lamont you know those are things that you, you don't really think about when you're a guy but listen everybody should be thinking about it because you know absolutely man well and you know more than just the products that you know help all the hairs all over your body and stuff <laughs> like that i just got in my cologne oh uh, the, the, the refined and the persevere. I got both of them in. I personally like the persevere a little bit better, oh. but the refined is also amazing. My wife loves it, which is the most That's important thing, important, right? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So they're absolutely incredible. The foot duster, which reduces your foot odor, mm. foot odor, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, just the products itself. Uh, it it reduces the nicks, the cuts, all that kind of stuff. So, so much respect to our guys at Manscaped. So once again, promo code Murph. That is M U R F for twenty percent off and free shipping around the world trust me your balls will thank you manscaped.com hey Raider Nation this is Max Crosby (laughs) from the Oakland Raiders you're listening to Murph, Mosh and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio thank you so much just win baby O'Connell needs to take care of his balls Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light, and, you know... Uh, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, 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 this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 
uh, uh, uh, uh, complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. All right, Michelle, we've got a lot of new <laughs> shit coming to light. Before yeah. we jump into the to the newest of the new, uh, uh-huh. please shout out the chat room. we got yeah, so many right. folks in we there. Yeah, all right, we got Hooligans in there. Erica S. is in there. Hey, Erica. Hey, Erica. DJ Lenny Danger, Bugsy Raider, Paul. Oh. Um, let's see who else we got. The Grumpy Raider fan. Kill Jada's always with us. Always. Vibe. My girl Vibe's in there. Hey, baby. <laughs> Raider from Rosa. That's a name I don't. I don't. Raider from Rosa. Raider from Rosa. They've been yeah, in there before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. Gianluca Morelli's in there. Uh, oh, Cosmic Ape. He's in there. Blind athlete. Listen, Storm. Do it. Nice. Do it. Steam. Just when Wendy, my girl Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Coffee. Lot. Listen, Al, Al's ghost in there. It's good to have Al's ghost, especially in October. Thanks for being yeah, right. here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> M eighty five. Listen, all the heavy hitters are in there. Nice. Hey, Zustoria, Storm, Jason Six. Uh, Mojo is in there. Mojo! Jay Jackson from uh, Arizona uh, Raider Nation is in there. Uh, Appreciate you. Navajo on the go, as he calls himself. Uh, We appreciate you so very, very much. Um, He says, why is nobody talking about the fans shouting at Mark Davis at SoFi? We just Um, did. Yeah, we just did. And we're going to talk about it more right now. Um, All right. So, uh, Erica S., the spooky season. Absolutely. I think that's... We were all talking about it. We're going to have uh, Raiders fan radio homework. Okay. Oh, let's, let's tell the chat, too. We're all going to watch the same scary movie on the week uh, leading up to the show because here's the thing. Pre-game show here around here, when we do Raiders Fan Radio, all the time, Jeff and Michelle are trying to talk about the Raiders. And I'm well, like, yeah. would you guys stifle yourself, please? Like, we got to we gotta save it for we the show. chastised. So from now on, we're going to watch a scary movie, uh, one scary movie that none of us have seen. We're going to watch that uh, before uh, the next week's show so it gives us all something to talk yeah. about that's not the Raiders before the show. So this week, it's Talk to Me. Yeah. Right? Is that what we decided on? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Talk to me. Uh-huh. So we're all going to watch Talk to Me and then, and then talk about it. So uh, if you've seen it, don't, don't, no don't. spoilers. No spoilers. I probably shouldn't have said anything. Uh, no spoilers. <laughs> but then if you haven't seen it, watch it with us and then we'll talk about it next week. Because um, then we don't have to, we, none of us have to talk about the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, all right. So let, but let's, let's get to it. Um, so lots, lots to kind of unpack on where we're at collectively. You know, we just got done kind of ranting about the lack of leadership and and the messaging that's coming out from Josh McDaniels, and none of us are really pleased with it. Um, you know, despite the win loss record, the the amount of not the amount of of communication, but the 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 content of said communication has just been just been rough. And so it, it kind of starts here at the top with Josh and the idea that, you know, one of the things you want to see from your leaders is you want to see them um, divert credit to others and accept blame. And you want to be the guy that's going to, you know, you're going to take the, the, the arrows in the back for your, for your freaking you know, your squad, you know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to get in front of, of negativity and not, uh, and, and deflect it away from them. Instead, uh, here we've got Josh McDaniels talking about his rookie quarterback who, um, is starting in his first game, and he talks about his lack of execution. He'll be the first one to, you know, understand the things that he could do better. Um, you know, I mean, it, playing quarterback in our league starts with taking care of the football, and uh, you know, whether that be hanging on to it in the pocket, you know, or you know, making good decisions in the passing game, um, you know, and also understanding the timing and that element of playing within the pocket in the NFL. You know, it's not. 
it's not always the same week to week. You know, it depends on the rush, depends on what you who you're who you're dealing with and how they play. Um, and you know, the coverage structures force us to do some other things, and then you got to speed up your read a little bit and get to the outlet. And I thought he did better as the game wore on. I mean, dumped the ball down to JJ. I don't know how many times, but a number of times when they were trying to run out of there. So. I thought he adapted to the game a little bit as it went on. Um, you know, we'll just we'll, we'll take every opportunity to, to learn from the mistakes that we made as a team, and I'm sure he will also as a quarterback and try to get better from it. I, I want to be like like Sam Jackson in, in, uh, in Pulp Fiction. Say you know one, one more, more time. Say you know one more GD time. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Uh, like, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's his voice – and his press conferences have now become nails on a chalkboard to me. And um, not only in delivery, but when you listen to what he's talking about there, how about, I don't know, it, 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 can you talk about what are the things that your rookie quarterback has struggled with? Okay, that's fair enough uh, to a certain extent. But why also can we not talk about the idea that you put him in a freaking rollout spot at, at first and goal and not only cut down half the field, but put him in a position to, to throw into a defense that knew that shit was coming? Right. Why can't you just say, you know what, and it's on me. I got to put him in a better spot in that right. position. If he would have said it, that at a minimum would have like it would have completely re like reorganized his comments there. Because he would have said, me, I, what are you supposed Take to do? Take a little bit of blame, dude. A little bit of ownership, not we. I don't. That's where I don't like when it's like, well, we've got to be better as a team. No, I have to be better as a play caller in that scenario to set this young man up for more success. That that It's all you needed to say, dude, and you couldn't even come off of that. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, that's like Michelle was talking about narcissism. It's arrogant. Mm -hmm. It's freaking, I mean, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll save the rant. Swag Jeff, your comments. Hey, God dang this guy. So, uh, so oh, I hate that Josh McDaniels. I hate this Josh McDaniels. So, so the next time that we get a head coach, right? Uh, because we will soon. Mm, we hope. will soon. I don't see it. I don't see the ship being righted at any point. This one bitch is that, sliding downhill. Yeah, hard. It's, it's it's yeah, it, it's it's going down bad. So. Uh, so I think uh, for our prerequisite for our next head coach, no visors. <laughs> you cannot oh, wear a visor. We're so you go. We're zero and four. So you look back at our previous coaches. So Dennis Allen, Jack Del Rio, John Gruden, Josh McDaniels. They're all. They're all. They all love the visor. Mm. We're not doing visors anymore. You know. I mean. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know if they they keep their head open so to get more thoughts to their brains <laughs> or whatever. Keep that shit locked down. Get a regular hat like a regular person and just, you know, just win, baby. Stop, no visor, baby, no is, visor. is what yeah is, is what it's all about. But, yeah, for real, though, like, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, this whole, you know, blame it on another. Like, you're really going to put this shit on Aiden O'Connell? Like, dude, like, what are you doing, man? Like, this is the guy that, like, hits his rookie season. He's looking up to you. This is the first NFL playbook scheme that this guy's looking at and like you're giving him a bad taste of the nfl like oh we're do all leaders just blame me like what like come on man right like yeah, man, they're so this is stupid. the first time that i can remember turning so quickly yes. on a coach amen yes i amen. i and we all try to you know give the benefit of the doubt and say give it time like let's see how this 
progresses, but this is the first time that I can recall being so certain that I do not believe he's the guy. And I, I think this press conference, I, I had to turn it off because I was just like, dude, like that's like when your kid messes up and you're just like, well, he should have figured it, you know, like not like maybe I should have prepared him more Amen. for what needed yes. to be done. And, and throwing that, passing that ball when we were that close is a absolutely arrogant MFer thinking he's smarter than everybody and he's going to do this and it's so clever and nobody's going to see what I'm doing. Run the ball. He's got a Super Bowl ring because the freaking stupid yes. Seahawks did this exact thing. Yes. You've got a guy that's ah. Josh Jacobs is having the game of his season oh so far. Gosh. And you've all of a sudden now this time you don't want to run the ball on first down. Yep. We've ran the ball on first down for I don't know, every first down this season? <laughs> and now all of a sudden you yeah. want to shy away from it? Like, right. Yeah. I'm with you on that, Michelle. It would completely, that, these are the things that like. And then also, and, and to like cap all that off, okay, you decided not to run it. Sure. That's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it pays <laughs> out for him. You know what I mean? But like, but so then to add that on top of it, let's go ahead and put in the rookie, the second round pick, uh, Michael Mayer on the strong side oh. where you've got Aiden O'Connor rolling out and watch him get absolutely blasted by Khalil Mack mm. on the play and force a fast throw, you know, to, to, you know, throw it to Jacoby Myers before he's even looking for the ball. Like, I mean, like every which way you look at that play, there was about a hundred different reasons <laughs> why that play didn't work. I got like, one come for on, you. Man. What was the big knock against Aiden O'Connell coming out of Purdue? He's not mobile. So let's roll him out. Yeah, let's <laughs> do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Oh my gosh, man. Uh, it's unbelievable, that's man. That's him thinking that his plan is infallible. That's his problem. And you don't adjust. I don't adjust to you. You adjust to me. That's I think that's gonna be his that is his downfall. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I agree. And yeah. you know, and and you know, wanted to give it, uh, you know, benefit of the doubt. You yeah. know, I wanted to give it a chance to work. But I, I I felt this going into this, and I will feel this about every single coaching scenario ever when things change. If you come into a situation and your whole thing is, I have a system, and it's going to take me time to acquire players to fit my system in order for it, us to be successful, I will rally against that forever and i don't care if you're talking about a football team i don't care if you're talking about a workplace environment like if you're taking over a, as a new ceo of a company like what you have to consider the people that you have there your talent will be in how you can set up these folks that are already there and how to them how to find their ability to be successful build up their success and yours will follow like you know, listen, I'm only a, a, a small-time coach. I've only coached youth sports and everything in my life. But I used to tell my parents all the time, don't worry about the scoreboard. If we do everything the way we're supposed to do, the scoreboard will take care of itself. If our mechanics are sound, if our if our discipline is 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 sound, if our spirit, like all the things that, all the, everything from technique and otherwise, if those things are sound, the scoreboard will take care of itself. So if you set your team up player-wise, to be successful, what is the best position possible to put in Aiden O'Connell? Guess what? You don't have to worry about the strategy or of your play. It will take care of itself because if he's good, he's going to score. 
right? Like that's the bottom line. And so right. like, and then you insult on injury and then I'm going to shut up. We're going to move on. Well, actually, no, I'm going to play this first because I don't want to move away from this. Here's this young man coming out of Purdue already has more of a leadership uh, tone to him than Josh McDaniels. You just heard the Josh McDaniels quotes where he says he's got to be better with this and blah, 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 blah. Now listen to what Aiden O'Connell has to say when he was asked about what that play went down like for him. Um, the last, yeah, the last interception, I think, um, just was a bad decision. Um, they comboed it. They played man coverage and comboed it and right as I let it go in. I knew it was a bad decision, and so it was a look I saw in practice, and the coach did a good job of preparing me. I just got to do a better job of executing. Wow. I've got to do a better job at executing. That's ownership. That's owning your shit. Yeah. That's what leaders do. Not to mention he you, like, say, gave props to your coach, uh, too. Yeah. Like, that you know? he didn't have to. Yeah. Uh-uh. 100%. And I'm not saying, like, and listen, and, and I'm not saying, okay, I know that there was a bullshitty it's all on me spirit coming from the quarterback room for a long time around here, and it's also easy to just take all the blame. And then at a certain point, it becomes disingenuous. When you just, every time you just say, oh, it's all on me, it's all on me, it's all on me. Well, then it loses its 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 mm. its meaning, yeah, right? Yeah, it loses its luster. Yeah, right? when everything is all on you all the time, then it's like, well, is anything ever not on you? Like, can we hold other people accountable too? But like, but I, I love to hear that from him, Michelle, like early on that like he's taking ownership of his actions. Yeah, and he was really specific about the play and what he saw and what he could have done different. It wasn't just like, ah, uh, it's on me and things like that. You know, like he wasn't, that's not what he was. He was very specific about any. So the ownership, it made it more personal that he, that he yes. felt like that yes. was on him. But for the coach to not co-sign with that, man, that. Yeah, that well, you know, off, well, and that's, and that's the thing, you know, <laughs> everyone needs to be co-signing with each other, Michelle. Yes. Like, I mean, like, that's what a team is all about. Right. You know, you should hear the quarterback going hey man right. I, I made the wrong read i hate that and the coach should be saying i should have put him in a better opportunity to win you know instead of saying you know well you know rule number one and playing Ugh. quarterback in this league is to protect the ball you know maybe rule number one in coaching is if you got one strip sack by your former player <sighs> maybe you should like you know put a jumbo set in maybe let's set the kid up for success Jeff, instead they of did failure everything they could well they you threw know, everything at him you know <laughs> You know, which is 100 and all of the percent bullshit. Um, I love it. Yeah. Khalil Mack was only doubled twice in that game. Twice. Mm -hmm. That like, and and I put out a a tweet. uh, I was an ex whatever post. And it was um, during the the post game show with Uncle Mosh. And And ex, you must be talking about Derek. (laughs) 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 Not that kind of ex. But, um, more recent, age. yeah, more. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, my point was is that one of the things I don't understand is that while it's seemingly most teams in the NFL have a sense of urgency, you have sense of urgencies around positions, you have senses of urgency around um, you know the, the the coaching staff, you have a sense of urgency around where you're playing, like whatever. Like there's a there's a sense of urgency to get us in the best position possible. I don't understand why there's a lack of urgency on the part of and listen, I love Mark Davis, but why there's a lack of urgency around that? His old man would have kicked this some bitch out a long yeah. time ago. Uh, and I'm not saying that like coaching carousel is a good thing either. But when you're freaking, uh, when you're Josh McDaniels and through his first 21 games as a coach, he's seven and 14. 
Now, you want to just stack that up against other Raiders coaches? Madden was 15-3-3. John Rock was 14-6-1. Art Shell was 13-8. Bill Callahan, if you need him, uh, he was 13-8. Al Davis himself was 11-9-1. Flores was 11-10. Del Rio was 11-10. Gruden was 10-11. Mike freaking White, who's gone down as one of the most atrocious coaching hires of this team ever was freaking nine and 12 McDaniels is seven and 14. He's one win better than Norvell Turner. Wow. He's one win better than Tom Cable. He's one win better than Dennis Allen. What are we doing? Why is he there still? Let's go. Let's yeah. find a sense of urgency. Let's find a sense of urgency around many, many things around this team. And Josh, and I, and so and this was my point too, is that there's a, there's a lack of urgency around him as a coach, but also him as a coach and his ability to adjust. And I know that's a broad stroke term that people throw around a lot. Like, And, and yeah, I even had some oh, jackass on Twitter be like, what specifically would you have done, Murph, since you're such a knowledgeable coach? I don't know. Double Khalil Mac. Yeah. Like yes. how, what, how many times do we got to see our rookie get the shit kicked out of him by number 52 who hasn't even been on the field until he plays the goddamn Raiders? Yeah. Right. Now, how many times does it take? Put him over there. And if Michael Mayer ain't getting it done, I don't know, bring another lineman. Here like, but put him back. Isn't pack. that why we kept Thayer Munford? No shit. Like, make him freaking pass eligible and freaking put him in there to block him. You have to neutralize what that team is doing. So right. don't tell me that it's like in this idea that like, oh, what would you do specifically to adjust? There are plenty of things that we could say that you could do to adjust. I mean, like, we're watching the freaking game happen in real time, and everything is happening slow. They're getting to the ball slow. Like, why are we not have a sense of urgency getting to the ball? Let's get to the goddamn line of scrimmage and get the playoff. Like, why is this everything goes so slow? Everything with the Raiders is super freaking slow right Mm. now. And it drives me nuts. And I'm a guy, I got a lack of patience anyways, if you can't tell. But, like, (laughs) it's just insane to me. They're like, everything is like, uh. Oh, that's all right. Well, we'll get to that. Well, we'll right. get to, and, and listen, I'll, and one last little caveat here. I'm going to throw this out. Okay. If Mark Davis is slow on Josh McDaniels because there's a financial component that we're not made aware of, then I can at least find understanding in that. We know that Josh McDaniels has a $10 million a year, four-year contract. Now, is that money guaranteed like John Gruden? I can't find it. Maybe someone in the chat room, you've got some amazing insight and you can hit me to this, but everything that I've done, and I'm, I mean, and I've got, just like you do, I've got some great resources available to find out about some Raider shit. I can't find anywhere that says that Josh McDaniels' contract is 100% guaranteed because if it is, we're already paying Gruden, then we'd have to pay McDaniels, and oh yeah, by the way, after this year, we got to hire somebody else. So like, if there's a financial component, and that's right. what Mark meant by the whole smarten up thing, or if he meant like smarten up, like don't get your ass kicked out by yeah. yelling at me. Right. If he meant one of those two things, I kind of get it. But outside of that, like if there's not a financial component to this thing or something that's in the wings that we're not aware of as fans, what the fuck are we? Sorry, nope. <laughs> what the like? What are we waiting for? Right. Like, yeah. What? what uh, yeah. Somebody yeah. else. Talk. Well, you yeah. know what? Yeah, and you're and you're exactly right, man. And, Sorry, guys. <laughs> damn. Yeah. <laughs> you hey, throw it back on you so we can get your f face. We need to swear jar. Your F face. My F face? Yeah, the one that I have. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go, Ron. Make a meme of that. Yeah. But but yeah, you know, but I don't think that I don't think that 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 you know that the money is Sorry, like guys. no, 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 it's okay. I don't think the money is a thing because like, oh yeah, we're still paying Corey Littleton. Oh, oh yeah, we're still paying Carl Nassib. Oh yeah, now we're gonna be paying Chandler Jones. We're gonna be doing all this stuff. So like, is the money really like a thing? Like, I mean, don't act brand new. We're already paying people that are out of the building. Well, so, like, too, you know, yeah. I mean, isn't isn't the motto just win, baby? And if this guy can't do it, then get him the F out of here and let someone else do it. And, okay, like, we're the sixth most profitable organization in all of the NFL right now. Like, we got... We got we got money. You got you know the money. we we got the money. Let's get this shit done. Like you know, have a little sense of urgency, man. Like you know, come on, man. Like Mark Davis, do do the right thing, bro. Hey Michelle, listen to this, okay? No. All right, so here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss you a softball right here. Oh, cool. If you need any more evidence, here's what here's what I got for you. Okay. Uh, there's 187 coaches in the NFL who have had 25 or more. Games decided by seven points or fewer. Okay. Josh McDaniels has a 346 winning percentage in those games. He is nine and 17. That ranks 180th. Oh. So what we're saying here is that of 187 coaches, McDaniels is 180th in games decided by seven points or fewer. Now, when you want to say, what do you mean he needs to adjust? This is what I'm talking about, oh, man. That you're he's not a proven winner when it counts most. That's the bottom line. Yeah, the guy asking about adjusting every Sunday, Thursday or Monday, you see teams adjust all the time. What what kind of dumbass question? X really boy, sometimes that that really just <laughs> gets me Telling because you. like what It just means and the, change. Also the right? way he said it was yeah, stuff. Yeah. And when uh, Everyone I know says, oh, what a t- halftime adjustments. Like, everyone knows what the fuck. For- mm. Oh, there we Every- go. <laughs> everyone knows what <laughs> yeah, an y'all adjustment me one now. means. Like, I know, dang. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, it's, and, but that sense of urgency thing, I think, is, that you started with is like, man, there is zero sense of urgency. Even clock management. There's no right, sense of right. urgency in any of it. Like, there should be an urgency to win, period, any way you can. Well, there should There's be none. an ur- there should be urgency if something isn't working out. Yes. If something isn't working out, maybe do something different. <laughs> if you're not getting the result that you want, maybe do something different. Murph and I, we we we're we're <laughs> you know we're 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 in the automotive industry. Yes. You know, Michelle, she's a, has an amazing career as an artist and all these things. We map out our day. Yeah. You know. If our day ain't going the way, you know, if, if we're getting shit on, if, you know, we're at whatever, whatever, like, we're going to do something different during our day. We're not going to be like, well, you know, this sucks, man. I hope it gets hey, better. Hey, but like, these we're people gonna... need to need to act the way that they need to act in order to fit my success. Oh, right. Exactly. Come on, Like, man. come on, man. Like, we've got, like... You got to change. You got to alter. You got to do something different. So, like, you know, I think what 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 do you you know call a crazy person or call someone insane if they do the same thing oh, over yes. and over and over Insanity. again and they expect the same result or, or expect result. a different result? Yep. Like, yep. I mean, come on, man. Like that that shit ain't. We're not with that shit, man. Yeah. Like, do something different, man. And Holy with cow. all of these stats and all of this information that like Mark Davis knows all of that, like. You would think, right? You would think what? so. And if somebody in his office is not advising him of this stuff, they need to. Yes, man, are the worst. And I worst. can be bought. 
Yeah. Like, and, and, and won't tell you that, it, that everything is okay. Because yeah. it's, not, look, it's the it emperor. It, it ain't. It's the emperor's <laughs> new clothes. It's like, you know, you can't yes. be afraid. The freaking, look, I know Mark Davis wields the biggest hammer when it comes to the freaking Raiders. Like, but let's not be afraid to tell him that something's not working. And I think it only takes the closest of advisors and people that he can trust. It's, again, I go back to, it's going to take a, a, a Phil Villapiano. It's going to take a Freddie Bolinikoff. It's going to take an Art Shell. It's going to take somebody like that with that kind of caliber, Charles Woodson, probably the most likely. Mm. It's going to take somebody like that to say, you know what, man, this ain't working. You know, it's not working. The morale is down. Like, we, it's time to move on. So, anyways... Um, oh, also, maybe Please. we're not giving Ziggler enough heat. Like, you know, because he needs to be stepping in and saying, listen, like, let's get this figured out. What are we doing? Like, that's his boy. That's like, his right? guy. Buddies. Yeah. He's got to see it. If if Jeff is sucking right. ass, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Jeff's my best friend. And if, su- if if Jeff is sucking ass, and I've been meaning to talk to you about some of the things <laughs> you need to do better yeah, around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, you know what I mean? I'm going to hit him with that. Yeah. I'm going to be like, look, bro, like yeah. we got to get this shit together. You got to freaking crush it on these emails because right now you're freaking slobbering all over yourself and nobody can understand the emails. And Paul is getting pissed. You know what I mean? Especially when if you're we, on a public stage. Yes, exactly. So yeah. if we want to keep these emails coming in, you got to freaking tighten it up. Quit drinking Jim Beam before the show. That's it. That's it. No, period. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping for more of a reaction from you. I don't know. No, I get it. No, I get it. You know? You know? You know? It is what it is, man. He's thinking about how to adjust. Murph, give him a minute. Yeah. Give me a second to adjust. Let me crack another one. Uh, well, well if, if the guy would have sold me a smaller bottle, then I wouldn't well, be that drunk right. as I There yeah. you go. Yeah. That's it. Oh, my that's gosh. It. All right. So, uh, you know, I'm much less interested in other people's opinions around uh, uh, um, Aiden O'Connell, being, especially the head coach. I'm much more interested in the opinion of the guy that's catching passes from him. Yeah. And also, again, I, I played the Josh McDaniels thing at the top because I, I wanted to really contrast the difference mm. in the communication between we started off with Aiden O'Connell, uh, talking about that final play. Now listen to Devontae Adams. This is what leadership sounds like, talking about uh, Aiden O'Connell. He was ready, prepared, just like he always does. Always ready for for his opportunity, and I mean, I feel I feel like he did a good job. Um, you know, it's not easy stepping in there and and you know on the, on the road, starting starting in the middle with a lot of expectations, and you know, obviously he performed well in preseason. So a lot of people expecting that same exact type of performance coming out, which is you know not realistic because you know preseason has a different uh, different brand of football than what the regular season is. So you know, it's it's. Uh, learning process, and I think he's only going to get better as we as we go. But uh, you know, we just got to do a good job of helping him out. You know, uh, up front, giving him time, and and just getting him comfortable. You know, the wideouts doing what they got to do to make sure he's getting in a groove and just keeping his mind in it. But uh, you know, for his first outing, it was obviously not the way he would have drawn it up. But uh, he did good in mine. He's going to be good. We got to do better mm. at setting him up. Like there's ownership. Ownership of action, yep. ownership of behavior. It's not passing it off onto the guy, Michelle. It's it's Devontae. Really, like, I mean, talk about stepping out and leading from the front there. Yeah, and it's almost like it's mess messages like this is how you respond to that. Oh, this is like how that, you like that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Like, solid. To, and that's a man compared to a clown. Like, Amen. that's the difference between a leader and somebody who thinks they're the leader because McDaniels is clearly not the leader of this team. And if the coach isn't the leader, no matter how many leaders you have on the team, you're going to have chaos. It just is the way that it is. You have to have the strength at the top, even if you have strength 
you know, laterally, you have to have that coach that's going to stand in the gap for you as a player, especially a rookie. Like, that's the part that really, <sighs> really? like, yeah. kills me because, like, you're going to be the – you're the first coach that he got to hear in the NFL really shit on him, you know, like, and yep. really throw him under the bus. Yep. That was his first go at it. Like, shit, that's, yeah. that's a bummer. Yeah. Give me a freaking break for yeah, a second. Yeah, 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 man. You know I mean? But, yeah, I mean, that's – you know, I love that you said that, man. Like, that's – I mean – Show Josh how to do it, yeah. Tay, because he doesn't know how. Like, I mean, that—that's oh, what you got to do. There gotta, is. I, I think you, that was a great call out. That was There's a, a really, really good call out yeah, too. Yeah, yeah because, I mean, this is a team, right? Yeah. Let's all own up for our mistakes and get better as a group. I feel like this whole like Josh McDaniels looking down on mm. everybody kind of thing. Like, y'all need to get with my stuff. Like, no, man. Like, get down to everybody's level here. Like, we all got to work together and get this shit right. It's like a parent who says, just do what I say. Yeah. Instead of, let me tell you why I think you should do what I say. There like, there's a difference between delivery and I, that I, was clear between those two men. Hey, man, I tell my boys all the time, like, you can learn things two ways. You can either learn it on your own or you can take heed to the advice that I'm giving you to. Either way, you're going to figure it out. Right. But uh, when I tell you that you're following too close to a car in front of you, <laughs> you're either going to stop doing that or you're going to run into them. And guess what? You're going to learn that lesson one way or the other. Like, And so uh, I'm with you, Michelle. And, I, and it reminds me of like, you guys ever seen that meme about leadership where it's like, you have like successful leaders and then like and, and unsuccessful leaders. The unsuccessful leader, it's like it's like an old thing from like like an Egyptian thing. And the guy's like he's sitting on a block, like a like a like a like a stone block or whatever. And then there's these bunch of guys in front of him pulling, and he's sitting on the block like giving directions. And it says like like this is unsuccessful leadership. Successful leadership, it shows that guy, the, there's nothing on the block. The guy's in front of everybody else pulling. Like that's the kind of spirit that you look for. It's just like, let me, let me show you. Let me, you know, let's the whole like freaking walk the walk. You talk yeah. the talk, walk the walk. Like what is, where, That's you know, it. anyways, ah, I got on a damn rabbit hole yelling well, about Josh. A coach Daniels, is a but. lot like a teacher too. Like you, each person and each level that they're at, you have to coach slash teach to that level to get Amen. them to where you can't, like if you got a, if I don't know, Dak Prescott's, fumbling the ball then you can be like listen you know about ball security like hold on to the damn ball like you can do that to someone who's been in the league a while but someone who's you know you have to teach yeah. to well he did level. that with Derek last year yeah well you know yeah, what I mean? he was doing yeah a lot of that yeah. kind of stuff you yeah know? but Derek is a veteran and he's a veteran so he gets it I think it's okay to like yeah. You know, you have yeah, to Yeah, because I think it's okay to hold people at. accountable. Right, There's yeah. nothing wrong with holding people accountable right. as long as you're willing to hold yourself accountable, too. Well, that's right. Like, yeah. it, to me, that's a big that's thing. That's and, the and, biggest. Right, and we don't see Josh McDaniels holding no. himself accountable on anything. Um, all right, so next up, let's uh, continue down the, uh, the, 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 the path of leadership comments here, and let's check in with uh, Josh Jacobs, who, again, had one of the best games of, uh, of the season so far. Hopefully more of those coming. Uh, just give him the damn ball. Uh, let's check in with Josh, see what he has to say about losing. For me, it's frustrating, man. I'm tired of losing. Just keep it 100. I'm tired of losing, man. And, uh, I mean, I, I feel like every day I go in there and I, and I work so So, eventually something got to give. Mm. The fact that it's close, is it like, okay, we're right there, or is it just even Nah, man, that make it worse. <laughs> that make it worse, man, because that, that just means, you know, five to six plays, you do them right difference in the outcome of the game. But, it's, but at the same time, you're tired of saying five or six plays, difference in the outcome of the game. It's just time to do that. So my biggest takeaway on that 
is obviously you hear the frustration in him and he says that does it make it easier knowing that the games are close and he says no it doesn't it makes it makes it harder here's my my take on that and i'm curious to hear what you all have to say in chat room let me know um what your thoughts are there on this as well players aren't going to be perfect even when you're freaking some of the greatest that have ever done it. Kenny Stabler threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. You know, it's and you know, I think that timing of mistakes uh, definitely comes into play, but the idea that what he's saying there if it's always coming down to five or six plays, well, you know what? There's going to be five or six plays every game. So, this idea that our margin for for success is so thin that the expectation is that players are perfect and don't make mistakes. Talk about arrogance. I don't think that's a realistic expectation, Swag Jeff. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, and that comes down to coaching. Like, you know, you got to coach these guys that if something bad is something bad is going to happen a lot of times during a game, how do you adjust to those things? Like, I mean, you can't. If Michael Mayer is getting blown up, what are you going to do to account for Maybe Khalil Maybe put Mack? Austin Hooper in. Maybe put Thayer Munford in. You got to do something. You know, maybe, you know, I mean, you know, tell Aiden O'Connell, hey, man, don't hold on to the ball so quick. Like, you got to get that thing out of there. You got, you know. It's got to be God one, forbid, two, gone. How about we utilize the middle of the effing field? You know, <laughs> if you got Jeez. if you got AOC under center, how about you snap that thing and zip it into freaking Trey Tucker? How about you zip it into, you know, uh, 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 Hunter Renfro. You got to do something. Yeah, right. Exactly. You got to do something. Never heard of him. Right. Exactly, man. But like, you've got to be able to teach your players how to adjust on the fly, and it and it ain't there. And put them in positions to adjust on the fly. Yeah, Absolutely. put them in yeah. positions, man. Come on. I'm with you. I'm with uh. you. All right. So, uh, you know, listen, we're down bad. Uh, Raider Nation is completely disheartened after three losses in a row. Yeah. Um, here we go. We're going to round up, round out our leadership uh, little discussion here by checking in with Max Crosby. He's not only the de facto leader of the defense, but aside from Devontae, he's the, he's the, the he's the, the, the freaking head of the table here uh, as, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, listen to this, man. So this is, again, what, what, what do good leaders do? You reach out. You know, you reach out and you show empathy, right? And so Max is a man of, of, of few words unless he's on busing with the boys. Uh, but listen to the spirit of this listen to the tone uh that he brings uh and, and and really what he's saying here i think that there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of depth to what max has to say here and uh so anyways and i just got all the respect in the world for him raider nation what's up man love y'all appreciate y'all love and support means the world man y'all f-ing packed out in la y'all deserve better it's simple as that we got to improve we got to find ways to win these games simple as that there's no no explanations no excuses we got to keep getting better simple as that i love y'all i'm gonna give y'all everything i got every single time i'm out there you already know that i appreciate y'all man all the love and support it means the world man go raiders there's a sentiment there michelle that i think a couple things number one he's showing his appreciation for for those of us that are that are still going to continue to support the raiders relentlessly I think also he's talking about the idea, and he says it right there. You packed out L.A. Yeah. Like, they 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 know. These players know 100%. that when they play at Allegiant Stadium, they're split crowds. And so for him to see a, a crowd that's blacked out in Raider shit, like, I think that means a lot to him. But also, too, to, like, he knows. He's reading the room. 
he he realizes the fan base is hurting. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like, listen, if if, if the Raiders are hurting you for yeah. real, like <laughs> let's 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 reprioritize right. some things. But in terms of our fandom, our fandom's hurting. Like we're beat up right now. Right. And Max realizes that and goes out of his way to make an uh, I believe it was on Instagram there a post like that to kind of reach out to Raider Nation and just let us know that like what is he in control of? I'm going to put it all out there every time I can. Like that to me, again, going back to it, that's what good leaders do. Yeah, I think that's what, what I remember seeing that and thinking it's cool that he acknowledged the fans because a lot of times, you know, they go out there and play and and I know they know that we're there, but it's it's cool that he thought enough of the fans to reach out and say, we have to get better, like we got to do better. I, I just think that says so much about his character and that – the fans do matter to them, you know, like fans in the stands do matter to them. Like, and that's a message to Mark Davis too. Like hey, the fans man. in the yeah, stands, they yeah, do yeah. matter to the players right. who really love to play for the Raiders. You know, I, I just, I thought that was a big time, big stand up move for him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, and just real quick, we're talking about Max Crosby. Um, hey, Richard Sherman, Suck a B a D, bro. <laughs> Suck a big old bag, bro. Because I'm telling you, man, of everyone that, you know, y- you hear all these trade rumors, right? Mm. You hear rumors about Tay. You hear rumors about, you know, all, all these folks. If there's anybody that needs to be a Raider for life, it is number 98. It's Max Crosby, man. Like, you know, he's the guy that you can build this team around. He's, you know, he's the leader of the leaders of this team. So, like, you know, get out of here with that, but Rich. You do like, that's have so to stupid. Under acknowledge, like, they are wasting talent by not building around. You know, and at what point do you say? I have way more to give than what they're allowing me to give here. Like, that's a scary thought because the thought of like Adams or Crosby or like, there's some names that I'm, man, I will be down bad if it ever gets to the point. But at what point do they throw up their hands and say, this is some bullshit. I, <laughs> I got to well, move on. Well, and, and, that's and scary. I, I agree with you. And there is a, you know, there's a, there's a world where they get, you know, they get worn worn out and they want to move on to something fresh. Right. And there's also a world where in today's NFL, you cannot be competitive unless you have a franchise quarterback. Oh. That's the bottom line. The end. And so while I am fully on board with the idea that you got to build a defense because uh, you got to have a good defense, but you also, I think, need to start. This is where I'm starting to land on my brain as this season. You got to swing for a franchise quarterback until you get one. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, while you're swinging for quarterbacks, you're building your defense because then when you get that franchise quarterback, that rookie quarterback can then have his success and do what he's going to do. It's, you know, there's so many teams in the NFL that have done this. When we look at the Rams model, we look at the Bengals. I know the Bengals are down a little bit this year, but we look at the Bengals model. You look at like even Detroit to a certain extent, like you you build up that defense and you find that guy to be your franchise quarterback. And it doesn't even have to be somebody like a Joe Burrow, somebody that comes in and lights it up right away. But like when you look at that, like that success, the formula for success in the NFL. So I'm with you. So not only is it, do you potentially have a franchise player like Max Crosby that's going to get to the point where, you know, when it's time for him to be a free agent, he's like, I'm out, I'm good, you know, or, uh, but, but even prior to that, like, is his value worth moving on from so then you can take those swings at, 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 uh, at quarterback? So I, it's not a, 
These are not fun things to think about, right. and I'm with right. you. Like, the idea of him or Devontae not being on the team, like, you know, because they're proven. It's mm-hmm. done. It's like we know they're winners. They're, we know they are at times the best at their position. So that like, it, we're not talking about, you know, the ex – girlfriend quarterback you know we're not even talking about darren waller or even hunter renfro like i mean like right we're talking about the guys that are the best of the best and like and so um that would be rough to think about and if you and if you know for the i know everybody listening to this show you're, you're all believers in that but uh just if you need any more proof here's here's what the numbers are right now on max crosby on a team that's one in three and this is a i, I made my bet shout out bet mgm sports i made my bet preseason that max crosby was going to be defensive player of the year now, he's probably not going to get it because the Raiders suck. But listen to his numbers. This is how good this guy is right now on a 1-3 football team. Versus the Chargers, he had a 93.6 PFF grade. He had eight pressures, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, five stops, and eight tackles. That was one game. Players with the highest percentage of their team's pressures this season. The entirety of the season. Max Crosby has 42% of the Raiders' pressures. That is number one in the league. Next up, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, Dexter Lawrence, and Aiden Hutchinson. Most pressures through week four. Max Crosby has 27. Aiden Hutchinson has 27. Micah Parsons has 27. Miles Garrett with 23. TJ Watt, 22. Aaron Donald at 22. Max Crosby's leading these guys. Right. When you look at who's going to win Defensive Player of the Year, it's probably going to be Micah Parsons. He's not even on the first list, and he's third on the second list. Right. Max Crosby, this is this, god dang it, (laughs) y'all. Percentage of team defensive stats for every stat accounted for on defense. The percentage of them that are Max Crosby is this. 57% of the sacks are Max Crosby's. He's got four of seven. Tackles for loss. He's got 19. How many people play defense? And this guy is freaking 19% of the entirety of the defense. Pressures, 27 of 66. He's got 41% of the pressures. Quarterback hits, he's got 25% of the quarterback hits. Hurries, he's got 41% of the quarterback hurry. My gosh, if we got him some help, come on, Tyree Wilson. Where you at, man? Like, Besides getting freaking blindsided by Keenan Allen. Yikes, y'all. Yep. Like, I mean, gosh. And so that, to me, is much less on Tyree Wilson as it is on Patrick Graham, right. on Josh McDaniels, like even Rob Ryan to an extent. And listen, I we love us some Rob Ryan because he looks like my uncle. But like, my gosh, man, we've got to get better in these areas. And 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 I'm with you. We cannot afford to lose a, 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 a Max Crosby. I got this one. <sighs> Las Vegas, a city without a pro football team, in a world gone mad. What can we do about it? Acquire the most desired franchise in sports history? Sin City, lost wages, home of the Elvis weddings, and 24-hour debauchery. But finally, a match made in heaven. The Oakland, LA, Oakland Raiders have landed in the desert with the Death Star as their home. And to celebrate beyond your imagination has come three individuals hosting the most irreverent show while paying homage to the storied history of this franchise. 
Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swaggy J, and Michelle taking a lighter side journey into the dark side. I appreciate you, everybody in the chat room watching us tonight. Uh, I want to call out uh, 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 one of the comments in there. First, let me me shout the chat room. Uh, Bugsy Raider is in there. Uh, Mojo is in there. Anthony Provencio, uh, Jesse Hill, Charles Washington, Hoffy. Uh, let's see. Adriel Ramirez is in there. Johnny uh, is in there. Dominique is in there. We appreciate you all. Very Lencho. Uh, Carl Howard, uh, Raider Loco. Uh, and we're going to get Paul is in there. We're going to get to your uh, your emails and phone calls here in just a minute. Uh, I've got one more uh, audio bite to play for you. And let's see. Oh, uh, Raider Jesus is in there. Uh, Raider Worm is in there. Jay Jackson is in there. Ty Davis is in there. Damage Incorporated is in there. We appreciate you all very, very much. Appreciate you tuning into this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. And I, and I, and I you know, let me say, I hope I'm not bitching here too much. We're just like, you know, frothing, being all mad and all that. Cause this really is a lighter journey into the dark side. At least I like to think it, but man, right. there's, we gotta get some shit off our chest on yeah. this one, man. Like it's it just I think like, there comes a point where, I mean, you can only be positive so much. I mean, it is not pretty right now. Like, that's just the long and short of it. Like, damn. It's ugly. <laughs> it's it's freaking ugly. Absolutely. You got to vent it out. Got to vent it out. And and so John uh, Gianluca Morelli in there says, Murph, let's talk that Tillery hit. I mean, we all know it was stupid, but uh, I bet a real Raiders fan uh, brought back uh, for a second the old Raiders 70s and 80s way. I was pumped. All right. When Mosh and I did the postgame show, as soon as I brought it up, he went, oh, I loved it. I loved it. it what John Luke is talking about in there is 100% right. Here's the thing that I didn't like about it most. Because listen, man, if, 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 if you don't know Matt Millen, if you don't know Ben Davidson, if you don't know George Atkinson, if you don't know the spirit of playing just one step past the whistle or one step past the sideline, that's some Raiders shit. And so... We used to win despite those things, and I don't think Jerry Tillery should have been kicked out of the freaking game. I thought that was quite the overreaction. Um, But I'm with you, Gianluca. I loved seeing that. The thing I didn't like was that Jerry Tillery was fighting all by himself. Where the hell is the rest of you Raiders? Yep. That's your guy. Oh, yeah, when they they came out on Whether you thought that was right, wrong, or indifferent. When your dude is surrounded by all those stupid powder blue and white and yellow garbage ass uniforms, where the um, <laughs> are the rest of you? Let's have your guys back, man. Right. I'm not telling you to go in there and get in a fight and get kicked out of the game, but go in there and step in front of somebody. Go in there and separate somebody. Do something. And I know you can't like completely go off the sidelines and I'm not I'm getting fined. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about the Raiders, the freaking 10 other of you. Right. Even, even listen, uh, this is probably going to go against a lot of folks, but I'm going to say it. Even Max Crosby, when that happened, went like this. Yeah. But I think that goes to show that there is a an issue with culture and glue it with the team. Like they didn't think they needed to go in there because maybe. What they are they fighting for? To. Yeah, maybe they were like because I think that, that was dude. personal. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was personal between Tillery and 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 Abear because they used to play together. Right, both right, Chargers. right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just uh, the, the thing about this. Yeah, it was it was fun to see and and I love to see uh, Herbert or Mahomes get rocked. I, that's one of my favorite things about football. Seeing either one of them get their shit just freaking oh, yeah. sent into the stratosphere. I love that. But at the same time. 
we were such a shitty game. Like it, that was such a, it was a dumb boneheaded move. And you saw it written all over Max Crosby. Like, dude, we're already trailing here, trying to get our shit in there. Like you can't make decisions like that. Yeah. It looked fun. It was great, but now you're gone. And now we all got to shoulder, shoulder the load. Like, that's, that's a fair a point. That's yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, fair. Because it's not the seventies and eighties anymore. You cannot do those things. And that's just the that's just the way it is, even though it is fun to see. If you're in the game a little more, then yeah, go ahead. But if we're fighting to get in this game, you can't do stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I I, I agree. I, fair. I, I, I love both sides of it, you know, because I love that. All old right, school. so pick one. <laughs> Who's well, I, well, I love I love that kidding, old school shit and all that. I think that's fantastic, and and you know, uh, but you know, this wasn't the first time what, that, that Wendy's that, got your back in there. She's yeah. agreeing with yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, you know, I, I I liked it, but you know, this is not the first time that Tillery has cost yeah. us like some big yards and big moments of the game. You know, I think I look back and I saw that Tillery was the guy that knocked the ball out of Baker Mayfield's yes. hand last yep, year. He did. That gave the Rams the first down oh, that caused yeah, that, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah. like, dude, like I love the fight. Like, I love where your head's at. Yeah. Like, I, I'm all about you putting freaking Justin Herbert on his Here's ass. Here's this. Do it in bounds. Like, where were you at when he like, was in bounds? I'm telling you, man. Like, <laughs> and that, and that's my, like, okay, like, you know, yeah, get that little extra. You, your, your buddy Max Crosby does that shit all the time. Exactly. You know, give that little extra bump. Give him a shoulder into the gut. You know, I mean, a, an elbow into the gut. Like, do those kind of things. But, like, you know. As much as I love it, like, yeah, man, like, you can't, like... Y'all are soft just, as hell. You know? <laughs> Listen, I just want to okay, freaking well. win, Murph. Just win. <laughs> okay. And when Max Crosby, all those stats you read, he's carrying the team. He, You're at right. At some point, y'all got to jump in and carry yeah, this team with you. that's me. right. That's right. Like, that's, I mean... Yep. Absolutely. Now, if it was Mahomes, I would be like, hell yeah. Oh my no, I'm just gosh. kidding. Or Travis well, Kelsey. Would, or, yeah. or, or him, Run up too. into the stands and, well, I, I wouldn't advocate <laughs> violence on... You know what I mean? Well... <laughs> I don't mind a little violence. <laughs> you can. You can advocate that violence. I can't. Oh, that's but true. I, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, advocate it. Yeah. I, my name's Michelle, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Michelle loves her some Travis Kelsey. Oh. Uh. Scrub that from the records. That is a yeah, lie. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that from the minutes. There, is there anybody that you like less than Travis Kelsey? Like the most vitriol usually comes out of you when you were no, talking it's about Kelsey. Him. Yeah, it's him. God, I just he, mm, yeah, I can't stand that dude. I can't think of another person I hate more. <laughs> like ever in football? Okay, wait. In football, just in life. Yeah. In life, and you know, in football, yes, him. Yeah, like all time or just like current players? No, current. Current. current okay. Yeah. How about yeah. you, Swago? Who do you who do you, can you not stand most? I uh, you know I, I'll tell you. Give me Travis. I I cannot stand Justin Herbert. Oh. And he's a he seems like a fairly likable guy. I hate that guy. More than you hate him I more ha than Kelsey? Yeah, I think wow. so. I think so. I can't stand that guy. You know, but like, you know, I say all that to say one of my favorite things in the NFL is looking at him after losing a game or like, you know, <laughs> Losing a lead or something like that, and his stupid ass helmet up on his head, going, "I've never wanted a tie oh, so bad." That was, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I yeah. hate you, that dude. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, I hate that <laughs> yeah. guy. Okay, I hate that all guy. right, all right, Good stuff there. All right, what about, what about you? What about, what about you? you? Yeah. You didn't say shit. You oh my gosh, my list is long. Oh, okay, okay well, what about uh, the top? Guys? Give me top three or whatever. Yeah, okay. top so one, no two. particular order. Okay. 
uh, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, uh, Russell Wilson. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I, I, uh, Russell Wilson's so irrelevant. I forgot about him. So, but yeah, add him to my list. Yeah. I, I can't stand. <laughs> I, he's so cheesy and lame. Like, I just can't. I, it's, yeah. He didn't, he didn't even win a Super Bowl. The Legion of Boom did. You know, but really, <laughs> but Keenan Allen is underrated. Like, oh, I can't he's a bitch. stand him. The worst. Yeah. He's, a, he's the Travis Kelsey equivalent of the of the freaking. Oh, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? Other than they, they don't win. That's true. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if 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 the Chargers were good, they would be I like think that's the same spirit. Why they're spirit. lower on my list? Because Travis Kelsey has owned us for so long. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's why. I well, and that's why I hate my home. Yeah. Like I can sit here and yeah. respect his talent. Yeah. Like I, you know, just like I, I respect can't stand his ass. Yeah. Like, I can't. Like, yeah. Can't he's second on my list. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's. So. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go. To... Oh my gosh, some of these comments in here, y'all are killing me. Um, Being Dominique, Murphy's Herbert. Too. <laughs> I think Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's the most overrated guy in the entirety Ke- of the league. Kelsey's on your list. Kelsey is absolutely on my list. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Dominique, that's so, that's, that's awesome. So funny. I love funny. it. It that's is funny. funny. All right. It is funny. All right, talk about Jim Rome. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hate that Jim Rome. But uh, no, he makes a good point here. He talks about the culture of the Raiders. And then when a guy says, we've come so close so many times, then that speaks to what? Culture. They don't know how to finish. They don't know how to win. And who does that stick to? The head coach, unfortunately. And that's not just one disgruntled guy who maybe is not happy with the way he's being used. That's a star who's critical to what they do, just as Devontae Adams is a star and critical to what they do, and he also was critical of what's going on there. All right, so let's argue with the best receiver in the game. Quote, we're not doing things the right way to establish a winning culture early in the season, so we got to do things to turn something around. You know, like, you could hear it. What he's saying is we should already have a culture. We should already have an identity. Problem is, they do have an identity, but it's not the one you want. It's an identity of, we're not winning close games. It's an identity of, we're not executing when we have to. It's an identity of, we are not winning. All right, so I look, we've kind of beat the horse a little bit. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to completely go down back to the same rabbit hole, but I think that, like, you know, Jim Rome is not a fan. He's not a Raiders reporter. He is an uh, unbiased, for the most part, you know, media sports journalist, you know, and, and radio broadcaster. And so for that to be the overriding thing, and that segment, Jeff and I listened to it earlier today, that segment is about 14 minutes long. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of commentary around a lot of things about the Raiders. He comments about Mark Davis. He talks about McDaniels. He talks about the leaders in the locker room. But ultimately, for that to be his biggest takeaway, I think is of, I mean, that's the glaring thing. So it's not even like us fans getting in our feelings and our emotions about this, Jeff. It's like that clearly is the issue is that the culture of the Raiders is funky right now at best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it starts at the top, man. You know, I mean, it it, it starts, you know, I mean, of all people that you would think, like, you don't understand the culture here, Mark Davis. It starts at the top and it trickles its way down to, you know, to 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 Ziggler and to McDaniels and all that stuff. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, if, I mean, Al Davis would win despite all of these other things because the culture was what it was, you know? I mean, guys, you know, getting... I mean, because it's more than just the play on the field. It's all these... I mean, you know, I mean, these guys were friends. 
You know, these guys played for each other. They had guys that they loved to play for. You know, and, and I think that's why we all loved a guy like Basaccia so much. Like, he understood we the heard, culture. And we heard it from Comp. Yeah. There you go. Compton talked a lot about that, about how, like, like the players in the locker room, like, when, when, you, when you talk to Will about Coach Basaccia, he loves him. Oh, yeah. Like, as a man, as a yeah. human. And he talks about how Basaccia would go out of his way with every player, not just, you know, the, the ones that have big podcasts like Will, with every player and talk about things that were non-football related. We'd talk about their families. We'd connect with them in, in much different layers than just on the field stuff. And Will, to this day, will run through a freaking wall for Basaccia. Like, it's, it's you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. that kind of, like, motivation to c- get out of your players and your, getting your constituents, like, huge. Yeah, I think the thing that's so upsetting is that anyone and everyone that covers NFL football in general, outside looking in even, understand the culture of the Raiders. Like, everybody knows where they came from. Everybody knows Al Davis. Everybody knows Just Win Baby. Everybody knows Commitment to Excellence. Everybody knows the things that Al Davis instilled in his coaches and his players. So them looking at the Raiders now is like looking at a freaking newly neutered dog or something, you know? Like, And you're just, like, sad for it, you know? And you're just like, I know what you used to be, and I know what you can be with the talent that you have on your team – What's the common denominator here? It's the coaching, it may be the coaching staff in general and the owner because this isn't the first time that we've had some issues with coaches. Like, this has kind of been a running thing, which then makes you look at Mark Davis and is like, dude, get you some people that know football and understand creating cultures in a team. If you didn't learn that from your dad, that's okay. We didn't learn a lot of things from our dad. Find somebody that can help you figure it out and fix it. Like, because that guy yelling at you, I could never do that because I don't think it would help anything. I think it would just make me look like a clown. But that guy yelling at you is a lot of Raider Nation. Like, just imploring you to fix what the frick is happening. Yeah, well. And I think, (laughs) yeah, like, and I think that's the bottom line, like, yeah. Everybody sees it from the outside looking in. Yeah, well, and I love that you said it's that. Great stuff, Michelle. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's fantastic, you know. So so Al Davis, he passed away like 12 years ago, all right? We hadn't gotten no better in the last 12 years minus just a couple of blips on the radar. You know what I mean? I understand that Mark Davis is not a football guy. Right. I understand all of that, that, you know, hey, he brings in these guys to make sure that all these decisions are made. But, like, pick up a little bit, dude. Like, the trajectory that we've been on over the course of the last 12 years has not been great. Learn something from that Mm. and adapt. Like, you know, if this guy didn't work, don't bring in another guy that does the same shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's build this thing. You know what I mean? Like, we've been just on this, like, like just like we're on the same trip. Like it's 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 silly, man. Like come on, man. Like let's all grow together. Don't just bring in just whoever it. Like you do it. Like <laughs> yeah. you figure some of this football shit out. Well, I come think, on, th- and I think there's a world where you know, I th- I think that it's in, in fairness to Mark, and he's self acknowledged. He's that like that. This is not. I'm not my dad. Like yeah. I. This is not my my strength or whatever. Being a football guy or whatever. Um, where Al was, I was a coach. I was, a, you know what I mean? He knew the game just as well as anybody that ever coached it or played it. 
Um, so I think that there's a fairness for Mark's recognition in that. And I think that it, by, by that, though, if you're going to take a swing, like hire a VP of operations. Right. Like that's the, the, and you know, yes. I'm out. I'm going to go run the business. You run the Raiders. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Or like, you know what I mean? Anything that has to do with the field. I'm not going to hire the coaches. I'm going to hire a, a VP of football. I'm going to hire somebody to be able to do that for me. And I will step all the way back. You know what I mean? When you look at a lot of, like, not every owner is Jerry Jones. And even, you know, and I, and I can appreciate Mark's want and willingness. And, listen, and at the end of the day, here's the way I feel about this stuff, too, is that, like, it's his freaking team. Yeah. So he can do whatever the hell he wants right. to with it. Like it's sure, sure. You know what sure. I mean? His name is on the freaking on the paperwork. So it's like, you know, it, I I genuinely don't begrudge him for any decision that he makes because I don't want someone telling me what I need to do with my money. I don't want someone telling me what I need to do with my business or my family, my family's legacy, which is the Raiders in his case. I, I don't need somebody telling me what I should or shouldn't do with it. So I'm not going to return that and like, and come out with that spirit. But what I would say is that I think there is as a point where we as folks can look at ourselves, realize what our weaknesses are. And then if that's the case that, that maybe just turn that stuff over and just let somebody else run it with it for a while and not make that. And because I, I, I and it's, I, I've, I feel bad for Mark in a way because I feel like he genuinely enters into these partnerships with the willingness to turn things over, and it hasn't worked out. That said, at a certain point, you got to look in the mirror and go, what is, what, what's one thing all my exes have in common? <laughs> it's me, right? So what is the pattern that's there? What is he looking for in these candidates that ultimately it's not working out? And I know the Gruden thing was a completely, you know, off the wall scenario and all that. And I, and I acknowledge that, but for the most part, all the rest, there's definitely like you guys are saying, there's a theme operating there. And I think that it's, it's like, we're talking about, like, it's time to take some swings. Rico, we're going to hear some calls here. We're going to get to see if fans right now. Um, let's be bold. Let's, let's be bold in some of the, some of the choices yeah. and maybe move away out of the comfort zone a little bit, I guess is what, what I'm trying to say. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Jeez. <laughs> Gosh, talk about the vibes being low, man. I'm telling you. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's in the chat room tonight. Appreciate you very, very much. You can join us uh, live each and every week at RaidersFanRadio.com. Uh, nope. You can join us live each and every week at YouTube.com slash RaidersFanRadio. And we appreciate you, everybody that's in the chat room tonight. I appreciate Vibrator. What's up, baby? Vibe. Uh, Vibrator is in there. Cool Kev is in there. Gianluca Morelli is in there. Jay Jackson is in there. Charles Washington is in there. Lencho, Anthony Provencio. 
Dominique is in there. Raider Loco is in there. John B is in there. Kevin the Raider Nerd is in there. He asks, is anyone excited for the Monday night game? Nah, that's it'll be fun because it's Raiders. Yeah. It's football season. But uh man, we think it's gonna be it's bad right now. Let us go ahead and drop one to those guys at home. Uh Harry from Michigan is in there, Bugsy Raider is in there, uh Johnny is in there. We appreciate you, Ron the Mater Raider. Uh so many of our good friends uh, joining us live in the chat room at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. And you can also Email us at any time at show, that is S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com, and we will read your emails, or you can call the show 909-345-3346. That is 909-345-3346. And if we play your voicemail three or more times, or if we read your email an indefinite amount of times, you can become a made man or a made woman. And we've got a made new person tonight on the oh, emailers. Yay. And so uh, Michelle always does a fantastic job of reading the emails. And so, Michelle, who do we have tonight? All right. We got Tartan Raider first. Hi, RFR gang. Hope you're all well and good. As bad as we have been for four games, I don't think it's Mark Davis's fault. I can understand the fans' frustration. Try watching the shit show at 1.20 a.m. and going to bed at 5 a.m., absolutely blazing and getting up for work at 6.30. Hmm. Sorry, I digress. Wow. <laughs> yeah, That's commitment. That's commitment. <laughs> anyway, the owner has the Raiders in his mortal being, and I think he's smarter than his haircut suggests. When he was one of the poorest owners, the fans moaned. Now he's on an upward spiral that could benefit the team long term. I have faith in him. So let him do his shit. Talking about shit, our coach's play calling and game management stinks more than a junkie's carpet, and he better go on a run as me and Mrs. Tartan Raider are heading out for the Miami and Taylor Swift games. Oof. Circa 15,000-mile trip, round trip. Oh, my goodness. Yikes. If we go into those games with our asses looking like a wizard's sleeve, he won't like to confront a hairy... <laughs> Okay. If <laughs> if we go into those games with <laughs> uh, here this is what you missed. It again. If we go into those games with our asses looking like a wizard's sleeve. I <laughs> know <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he won't like to confront a Harry R. Scotsman who's parted with his hard earned cash. Give your show a shake. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself a shake. Is that prolapsed? <laughs> I don't know what you call. I don't know what the medical term is for that. Loose. <laughs> well, actually, no. It would be like. <laughs> Gross. Oh, we broke Michelle. Emails right. too soon. It's too soon. Right. Okay. Rant over <laughs> greetings from Scotland. Cheers, Tartan Raider. Go Raiders. Hey. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, oh god. Paul says prolapse is a clown's pocket. <laughs> Guys, I just started. This is the second all right, email. All right, okay. All right. We got Hooligan Let's get Nation together. This is a very serious show. This is some serious, serious shit. Very serious. That's right. Let's go. 
evening, RFR crew. Hooligan Nation Raider here <laughs> once again. And all I can say is, at least we beat the Broncos. I mean, what else can we say? Doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and expecting different results. I'm trying really hard to breathe deep and count to ten. You know all those techniques helpful when you're ready to lose your... Oh. Two, one. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, we kick a field goal instead of going for the six. This week... I don't even understand what I saw. Did we really race to the line to snap the ball instead of challenging the Tay touchdown? Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, my gosh. Somebody knows later. Although, <laughs> adjustments, I guess that's the same thing. Then we send the Rook in to throw a touchdown pass, which is intercepted on first and goal on the third yard line with two minutes and 39 seconds left in the game. Help me understand why J.J. didn't get the rock. No, seriously. Help me here, Murph. I just can't figure this shit out. Mm. AOC made some rookie mistakes. Why be mad at that? He got, what, 4 to 5% of practice snaps until maybe two to three days before his regular season debut. What did we expect him to do? Play like Purdy? I wanted AOC over Hoyer, but this is but if this was going to happen, then McDaniel should have given AOC number two from the get-go. Give him a chance to get some practice reps and comfort. Amen. And the comfort with the first string. Yeah. What the hell do I know? I'm just a dumbass fan. Not an offensive guru. Tillery has a late hit that cost us, and the interweb says off with his head. I know it cost us and maybe even gave the Dolts something to get fired up over, but I ain't even mad at it. Good on him. Hit the quarterback, hit him hard, and hit him early. That was late. Fuck this idea of take what the defense give Take what you want to take. Yes, sorry. I just read, I'm Ron Burgundy over here. Take what you want to take. It's the Raiders' way. When are these kids going to remember that we are the team that was ready to go to war with the Hell's Angels? We aren't scared of shit. Stand up, nation. We don't give up and we don't quit. I don't know where we go from here, but it's got to be up, right? I mean, we can't get worse, can we? It. Go Raiders. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, that was um, Hooligan. Hooligan Nation. Hooligan. Thank you, Hooligan. The scary thing is, it can get worse. That's the scary oh part. Oh, my gosh. All right, here we got T-Hom. Hey, T-Hom. You know, things just aren't going well. <laughs> yeah, Josh, we know. We effing know. As we slogged through yet another McDaniels loss, I couldn't help but think back to the leaning Bill Belichick coaching tree and the defensive genius that Matt Patricia that was supposed to turn around the Lions. Well, you know, after two years, everyone could see that being a genius on one side of the ball does not equate toward being a good head coach in the NFL. Now removed from head coaching, Patricia has found success again on the defensive side of the ball in Philadelphia. I wish Josh McDaniels success. I don't. But I do not see it happening with this Raiders team. His best bet is to try to win as much as possible so that he can at least make it through the year two. But I don't see him at this point making it to the end of his third year. We drafted Wilson. Okay, he's progressing. We drafted Michael Mayer. So far, he has experienced as much success as the Chevy Chevy Chase late-night talk show. And Trey Tucker, in round three, he's been about as important as the healthy options menu at Fatburger. <laughs> you know, Josh, you're just not using your weapons. Dave Ziegler has some shopping to do, and it starts with a competent assistant coach who will be waiting in the wings to take over when Josh fails next year, which he most likely will. Draft a quarterback next year, along with a tackle and some good, reliable defensive talent. In the meantime, let's think with our heads, but not lead with our helmets. Beat the Packers and the Patriots, salvage some pride, and at least try to keep that Belichick tree from falling over. 
I will still proudly wear my Raider swag, but you know, I'm pretty much done with McDaniels. But go effing Raiders. T-Hom. Nice. Hey, so in the chat room there, uh, let me find who it was. Somebody called out for uh, for Ulbrich, uh, for Jeff Ulbrich. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ruben, uh, Ruben 12 Raiders right there. Ruben with a, 12 with a $10 and, donation. Oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. Right on. 100% of that money goes to the One Nation Foundation. Um, wasn't, and I think we had one from, uh, from Tyrone Graves earlier, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. So no, thank, it was Ty. It was Ty. Okay, yeah. thank you, Ty. We appreciate that. All, all the 100% of the money, those of you that don't know, that you give to us, we give our money uh, to Raiders-related charities uh, through the foundation. So I, I love that Jeff Ulbrich call. So Jeff Ulbrich is the defensive coordinator for the Jets. He's also a San Jose guy, which is where, where I'm from as well, uh, and went to high school at Live Oak High School, which is where I went to. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, he's a few years younger than I am, but he went off uh, to play football at San Jose State, was a niner for like 10 years or whatever. But he's like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of like that wheelhouse for coaches where we're at now. Like you got that, that he's, and he's kind of, Kind of like a Bob Sala kind of guy. He's a hat backwards oh. kind of rough and tumble right kind of dude, man. Like, like I'm I'm with that. I think that would be a great hire for the Raiders. And um and after this season, he's gonna get a job as a head coach. Yeah, likely somewhere. That Jets defense is no freaking joke, no man. Kidding. And uh, you know, of course, we know Bob Sala is a defensive guru on his own. So that's just, I mean, all the more reason some team's gonna want to come in there and and swoop him out of there. So I I'm with that. I think that would be an excellent choice. You hear that, Mark Davis? <laughs> he's listening. I don't know who this is from, but maybe it says it as I get further in. What's up, guys? So I wrote the open letter to Mark Davis last week that y'all read. No, I'm not the guy who quit, and no, I'm not going to be quitting anytime soon. I'm a lifer from the cradle to the grave. I want to try and keep it positive, but I want to talk about the defense. I'm a defense guy. I firmly believe that defense wins championships and should be the first priority when building a team. The Raiders don't exactly use that methodology when team building, so it's kind of frustrating for me to watch the defense be overlooked year after year. For two years now, I have been extremely critical of Graham and our defense, especially our D-line. That said, they played some lights-out ball in the second half last week. There was a different energy on defense, and it showed. My game ball goes to Jerry Tillery. <laughs> he channeled his <laughs> inner Lyle Alzado and lit a fire under his teammates. Yes, the hit was dirty, and the penalty was costly, but we needed someone to step up and light that fire. That was an old-school Raider-style defensive play, and I bet I'm not the only one who missed that borderline felonious style of defense. Just win, baby. No name. Do you know who that is? Uh, was that James Williams? I don't know. I think it might have been, yeah. Nice. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. All right, we got Just Win Wendy. Yeah, that happened. 52, <laughs> 52 played like he was supercharged. Can't blame him for doing his job, but he sure showed what was wrong with the O-line. Had to take a day to figure out my own critique from that. But I don't feel bad, embarrassed, angry like after the Steelers game. So O-line is still bad. Not just one guy, but several issues, including pre-snap penalties. Aiden, OC4, did his best. Did all the rookie mistakes in one game, but was throwing fast bullets. I want Jimmy G back. I want him to play most of the games this season. Then we'll see about next year. Best performance? The defense. D did not allow points in the second half, even in the red zone. I finally looked good. It finally looked good. Tackles were bad in the first quarter, but they got better. So in closing, I might be accused of insanity. Same thing, expecting different results, but I have actual hope we could win the next three games. Watching other teams struggle, Giants and Bears, I think we have the talent to do better than we are and could have a good run in October and November. But finally, 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 finally. <laughs> I cannot believe how 
bad, 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 JMD still is at play calling and game management. Timeouts? And need some no-huddle quick offense series? More energy needed somehow. Okay, I'm not wasting too much of my valuable energy on JMD, <laughs> but to me, he always looks like a gopher. See you on the radio. <laughs> See you on the radio. Just win, Wendy. Nice. Oh, thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. Oh, no, this one's James Williams, this next email. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good morning. I just wanted to Hi. thank you, Murph, Swaggy J, Michelle, and Uncle M, for all you do for the nation. Your show is my remedy after a shitty loss. I listened to the show on Monday and sent a tweet to Murph to show my appreciation. On to the game. What the hell was that? I'm not going to talk about Mac and his freaking six sacks and two forced fumbles or Jerry Tillery losing G his GD mind. My problem is Josh McDaniel's inability to win games. The Raiders seem to put themselves in positions to win the game. Fourth and eight and down eight in a crucial in crucial minutes. McDaniels decides to kick a field goal. It's nice that he has confidence in the defense to get the ball back, but that was not the time to make that decision. Go for it. If you don't make it, Pittsburgh is pinned deep. On Sunday, first and goal on the three-yard line and about two minutes to go, run the freaking ball. Come on. J.J. was heating up, and you have four downs. He could have tied the score with zero on the clock. What frustrated me even more was the defense actually played good in the second half. Yeah. Why, why, why do we have to suffer like this every week for the past 20 years? I had to get that off my chest. As always, I will be listening to the show while working out in the gym and laughing my ass off. Raider Nation, be blessed. I still have faith that we will dominate in the future, maybe with Caleb Williams. James Williams. Life will put many red lights in front of you, but sometimes we must push on the gas and trust God. Kendrick Lamar. Hey. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I like that. Good job. Good job. Good job, James Williams. Yeah, solid. All right. Hmm. Oh, Vegas Raider Pete. Okay. I'm going to take a different view from others. Sunday was the sixth anniversary for us here in Vegas, where 60 lives were lost oh on October 1st. Oh, I watched the game as always, but losing a game pales in comparison. I also saw a dangerous situation at the game on TV. There were some Raiders fans standing in front of Mark Davis in his personal space, giving him the finger and shouting obscenities at him. If you want to boo or whatever, okay, but don't get in the players, coaches, or Al's son's personal space. Thank dog he was elevated so they couldn't touch him i hope they were thrown out it's time for tom yes i said tom brady to sit next to and become mark's right hand man tom knows josh and dave better than anyone any many players and is needed to straighten things out he owns part of the team is the best quarterback ever winning pours out of his veins mark davis i'm sure could use some advice and guidance for the rest of the year let's put him in an office and making him a senior consultant can't hurt. Might actually be a big help. P.S. I'm a member now. Member Murph? Vegas Raiders <laughs> Pete, let's win these next three. I love seeing Mosh in the same age as him. I'm the same age as him. Holy crap, Batman. LOL. Member, cabrón. Member, you member. Member. You member. Member. You don't member. You member. Member. Shit, you cried a lot. I thought you remember. <laughs> That's my favorite. Since you cried a lot, I thought you remember. <laughs> um, okay, we have DJ Lenny Danger. Hey, Lenny nice. Danger. Blessings, Murph, Swag, Michelle, and the RFR family. I've been real vanilla with my emails because I was holding out judgment on McDumbass. Uh-oh, get the button right Oh, okay, all right. I gave this 
clown a chance until now. He had a full draft class and free agency to get his guys this season, yet we seem to digress with each game we play. I'm sick and tired of his conservative and downright dumbass play calling. With so much talent on the offensive side of the ball and we can't score 20 points, what W2ETF. His his sorry ass needs to be fired ASAP, like last week ASAP. We lost two games that we had no business losing due to his play calls and failure to make in-game adjustments. Offensive guru, my ass. Brady made him look good because, as we can all see, he's a shit play caller and a bigger dump of a head coach. I don't want to be a Donnie Downer, but we have no future with this tard as our head coach. McDouche and anyone who else looks like him. Our losses lay strictly on his stupid ass. How are you going to wait until Mac had five sacks to put more bodies on him? He just needs to cut his losses and go be an announcer somewhere far, far away from our beloved Raiders. Anyway, him. All this considered, the kid did well out there, and I'm looking forward to seeing him grow in that position. It was a breath of fresh air seeing him throw the ball more than 40 yards. Yes, I know. He made mistakes out there. It was to be expected. This game will be an experience that he will learn from. Now, if we can get more players involved in our attack, I think we can live up to the hype on the offensive side. There's way too much talent, and it's criminal that they're not being utilized or included in the game plan. As much as a shit show this game was, I seen the defense step up and in the second half. That made me a little happy. There's hope there yet. Oh, before I end this email, why the... Didn't anyone challenge that touchdown catch by Adams? Come was on. all our mm. coaching personnel sleeping? I'm not going to touch on the Tillery ejection. I'll just shake my head. Winners, Adams, Jacobs, Jacoby, Crosby, Merrick, Mer- his name always gets me, Morig, Merrick, AO4, losers, offensive line, Josh McDaniels. Oh, uh, well. Oh, shit. God dang it. It's actually Josh McDaniels. Okay. This is DJ Lenny Danger, and I am out, out. Hey, good job, Lenny Danger. So, uh, Lenny Danger, so uh, for those of you that that uh, that, that aren't aware, if you uh, email the show an indefinite amount of times, uh, or we play your voicemail on the show three times, you can become a made man or a made woman. And so, Lenny has now been quite the participant here at Raiders Fan Radio, not only in the chat, but on the emailers. And so, let's add him to the list. You, my friend, are the newest made man here at Raiders Fan Radio. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. Nice. All right, nice job, Lenny Danger. Welcome, Lenny. Keep them coming, my friend. Keep them coming, man. Great job on the emails, and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. And like we always say, more of you and less of us is a good thing. So let's uh, let's keep on going. Now, we've got uh, the rest of the way out. We've got nothing but made folks, I think. Wow. Uh, pretty pretty, pretty close to it, man. The list oh, is nice. getting long, and so uh, let's check in. And, Michelle, who do we have next? We have Paul. 
Paul? Yeah, no. Paul. Oh, That's we it. missed yeah. uh, we missed Frankie and Erica. Well, those were maybe the ones you read, and we didn't know who they were from. Maybe. So Erica yeah. S is in there. So shout out Erica S. Appreciate okay. you, and shout out Frankie. We appreciate you, yeah. uh, Frankie Mosqueda, uh, the Unholy Roller Raider, and uh, and and love hearing from Erica. She, she was one of the uh, early made women. Yes. Uh, around uh-huh. here, and then of course our good buddy Frankie. So yeah, let's go ahead and close it out by checking in across the pond. Uh, he is in Shropshire, England. Uh, which is west of Birmingham, and in our country, west of Birmingham is Mississippi, so we jokingly refer to it as Shropshire, Mississippi. So let's check in with our good buddy, Paul. All right. Evening, everybody. Hope all is well. Where do I start? No, it's not, (laughs) Paul. Paul, you know how it is. You saw my tweet over the weekend. You saw. Where, Where do I start this week? I did the first draft of this email Monday morning, but had to scrap majority of it because it couldn't be read out. All that was left was evening, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) in the end sunday's game was about three people josh mcdaniels aiden o'connell and khalil mack i'll start with mack he's still he's clearly still a good player but with no bosa available there's no way in hell he should be getting six sacks in the game that was more down to coaching inefficiency than mack's ability good players will always find a way to two or three big plays in a game but any coach worth a shit would have done more to protect the young quarterback sadly at the minute we're dealing with an ass wipe that can't even spell the word adjustment on to our young rookie <laughs> i was proud of aiden o'connell he didn't give up he had some good moments and gave a glimpse into what could be a very positive future did he make mistakes of course he did but he's a rookie who allegedly had only been given one day's notice not like the head coach who has a 24-year career behind him so what's your excuse coach why are you still making the same mistakes week after week after week and then blaming the players for poor execution? So salute to you, Aiden. Keep your chin up, fella. Okay, deep breaths. Now let's talk about our genius of a head coach. I've tried really hard to support this guy. I've tried so hard to understand and back him. I really have, but nothing is improving. Even up to last week, I was advocating more time, but not anymore. I've been pretty patient, which isn't like me at all. I was willing to let things play out, give people time to settle in and build their legacy because despite my initial misgivings about the appointment, everybody deserves a fair crack of the whip. Truth be known, he's been losing my support bit by bit over the last six or seven games and Sunday I came to a screeching halt. As well as the long list of things that aren't improving, I have little or no time at all for someone that can treat a rookie the way he treated AOC. The kid needed leadership and an arm around the shoulder. He gave him no protection, schematically, and no support on the sideline. And when I saw him ball the kid out at least twice, that was what finally boiled my piss with him. And that was before he threw him under the bus in the post-game press conference. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, good call out there, Paul. I saw more accountability, honesty, and character from AOC's press conference than I've seen from McDaniels since he got the job. We lost so many close games last season, largely down to his poor game management, and the same is happening again this season. We scraped a win against a poor Donkeys team and threw away wins against the Squealers and the Dolts. With games coming up against the Packers, Patriots, and Bears, can we trust him anymore? I don't think so. How ironic will it be if we get dumped on by the Pats in a couple of weeks and then we pull the trigger on him? I don't want to have to look at that arrogant, stubborn, fat-faced, talentless mutant anymore. (laughs) Same. I implore Mark Davis to sack him as soon as possible. (laughs) And then maybe, just maybe, we might be able to salvage something from this year after all. Personally, I'd have sacked him already, cleared his office before he got back from L.A. and left a Cleveland steamer in every packing (laughs) case. Sadly, I don't think we will, and my concern is that we're going to see another John Gruden slash Paul Gunther situation 
where Gruden put his friendship before oh, the good of the geez. team and didn't set Gunther quickly enough. Ugh. If Dag Ziggler has any has a say in things, then he needs to put his loyalty to McDaniels on one side because his job is on the line as well. Murph made a very good point on the postgame show with Scott. When Dan Campbell was losing early on in Detroit, his manner, demeanor, and passion was always there. He always gave the Lions hope, players and fans alike. There was a spark and a belief. Can anybody in Raider Nation, hand on heart, say Josh McDaniels gives them hope and we should all remain patient with him? He's been called upon numerous times to give us something to believe in, but we all see... All we see are scripted press conferences, a shrug of the shoulders, and a patronizing grin on his face. I've come to the conclusion that the reason he hasn't or can't is because he's a fake and he's so insignificant if he walked up to an automatic door, it wouldn't open. I'm sure people skilled in body language could fill A4 sheets of paper with notes on how uncomfortable he is in his post-game press conferences. Deep down, he's, he knows he's not good enough. His career away from the Patriots is a train wreck. There is more than enough talent on this roster to be more competitive, especially on the offense, but his inability as a head coach is glaring. The only job this man can do is offensive coordinator, and he's only been successful at that because of Tom Brady. Don't let anybody fool you into thinking otherwise. None of it was down to him. The guy has been stealing a living for years. He's put us in such a position that all Raiders content should be accompanied by the trolling of a bell and a tumbleweed blowing across the plains. Do the right thing, Mr. Davis, and do it soon. Your dad would have been dusting off the overhead projector before the fourth quarter last weekend. <laughs> Is he the worst head coach in our history? Maybe. Has he got more talent to work with than Norv Turner, Dennis Allen, or Lane Kiffin? Just a thought. I guess now we'll go back to Jimmy G. Tur- Jimmy Six Turnovers Garoppolo, which is okay as long as he stops prancing around like Clark Kent and gives us a little more Superman. On to the cheeseheads it is then. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner, 2019 and 2022. Foggy Glasses Award winner, 2020. BRT Sizzler Scorekeeper. Proud Made Man. Five time, five time, five time, times two, plus one, plus one. Winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Oh, nice job, Paul. 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 Your name Paul. Hello. Paul. Hello. Paul. Paul. I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. Darn right you are. Great job, Paul. We appreciate your emails every single week, man. Paul, it definitely brings it, uh, and and a lot of you did uh, as well. All of you did tonight uh, with your emails. And I apologize if I got the order and missed out on some of the names there. Uh, but we appreciate you. And you can email us at the show at any time uh, just by emailing at show. That is S H O W at RaidersFanRadio.com. And, uh, and again, you can uh, leave an indefinite amount of emails and become a next made man or made woman or call the show. And if we play your message three times or more, you can become a made man or made woman that way. And so we've got, hey, listen, sometimes we get uh, a little bit of a, we'll call it a murderer's row here. Absolutely. Of callers. We've got some monster calls to get to tonight. Some old school uh, Raiders fan radio folks, uh, some newer folks. And, uh, well, you guys... Really brought the passion, really brought the heat and the energy uh, to the calls this week. And so uh, let's go ahead without further ado and check in and start off with the man that holds it down in the chat room. 
He is the Ron the Wrench, some call him. Uh, he's got the band hammer there. He's the one. He's the one and only moderator uh, of, of this show, and uh, and and often goes underrecognized around here as being a part of the Raiders fan radio team. Uh, we appreciate Ron so very very much, and him keeping everything. And actually, nowadays, it's not a ton of moderating because everybody's kind of like, yeah, kind of yeah, got our people it. in there. Yeah, they get everybody kind of gets uh-huh. it. Yeah, but if somebody does decide to get loose in the chat room, uh, Ron will deal with you real quick. So we appreciate him very much, and. Ron, before he became the Raider, started off as a caller to this show and always brings uh, such great takes to Raiders Fan Radio and uh, talk about lighter side journey. Uh, so let's check in with our good buddy, Ron, the Raider. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Ron. Hey, when I was in high school, I ran a 400-meter uh, in track. And one meet, my coach came to me and he said, Ron, we need somebody to run the hurdles. I never ran the hurdles. I never practiced the hurdles. I said, please don't make me do that. He said, come on, we just need somebody to do it. I said, fine. So I go out there, run the hurdles, never did them before. I finish in the back of the pack, but I'm pretty proud of myself. I didn't hit a single tur- uh, single hurdle the entire time. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I-, I survived. Next week comes along, same thing. Ron, we don't have anybody. We need somebody to run hurdles. I said, I survived it last time. Please don't make me do this again. He said, come on, we just need a body, just somebody to go out there and compete. I said, fine, you know, I'm, I'm a team player. I'll go out there. So I decide in between the time he asked me and the time the race starts, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try my absolute best. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna, he's asked me to do this twice. He must believe in me. So I take off when the race starts and I take off as hard as I can possibly run. And I jump at that first hurdle and I crack my knee so f-ing hard. My leg goes absolutely numb. So I have a numb leg on the very first hurdle and my race was step thump, step thump, whack, as I hit every single hurdle around that racetrack. I finished dead last. You could have tied me with a ton, uh, sundial. I was so slow. My leg's numb. I'm embarrassed. My teammates are laughing at me. I'm laughing at myself because what else can you do in that situation? There's six other schools there all laughing at me. Um, anyway, there's no real point to that. I'd just rather talk about that than the Raiders game. So, that's a good one, guys. I thought he was going to circle it back. That's a lesson or something. That's so funny. That <laughs> a boy, Ron. Oh, that's incredible. That awesome. Good job, Ron. Awesome. Oh, man. Great job there. All right. Next up, let's check you with our buddy, uh, Jacob, who is down in Fresno. What's up, guys? This is Jacob from Fresno. This is going to be my most honest take. Uh, most of the time, I try to call in, try to be a little lighthearted, but I don't know. I think we're all kind of over being lighthearted and being optimistic. I'll, I'll try to keep the positive, though. Raider Nation, so your team is tanking. Okay, it's over. We're on pace right now for a turnover differential of negative 39. Quarterback's on pace to throw around 32 interceptions oh, this year. Yikes. And about 26 touchdowns. Running back isn't even on pace for a thousand yards, but receiving it kind of adds up. It's whatever. Devontae Adams still on pace for a great year, but he still doesn't look happy. I think he wants to win more than he wants to put up stats. Raider Nation, it's not looking good. 2023 to the the 23 to 24 season looks bad for the silver and black. 
But, you know, there's this guy from Southern California. I think he goes by the name of Caleb Williams. And, yeah, I know he paints his fingernails, and he has a little satchel that looks like a purse. But, hey, (laughs) who am I to judge? Well, that is kind of weird. I'll I'll say that. But, anyway. It's not a purse. It's a satchel. Indiana Jones had a satchel. That's right. He's pretty dang good at football, and rumor is he likes the Raiders, so he might be around for us. So all I'm saying is we got a little bit of potential here with Aiden O'Connell. We saw some good things. We saw some bad things, but he's a rookie. And even if it doesn't work out, if Aiden O'Connell just turns out to be a stinker, Caleb Williams most certainly is not. And he likes the Raiders. So we could see a, a little bit of drama, a little bit of drama draft day. Because if the Bears get the first pick and he says, I ain't going to Chicago, I'm not going to that Chicago. I don't want no deep dish pizza. I'm not going to Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know. Maybe that's a Boston thing. But anyway, we're not going to the Red Lobster. We're going to Vegas. Maybe they got a Red Lobster in Vegas. I don't know why I'm speaking with that Chicago accent. But anyway, Caleb Williams may be the future of the silver and black. Or Aiden O'Connell. Who cares? Somebody is taking over the helms. And no matter what, Raider Nation, we're still going to wear black. We're still going to wear silver. We're going to have the greatest uniforms in the NFL. And we are going to be the... The number one team of the 70s and 80s. I'm, I'm just so depressed. I, I, I'm trying to be up, but it's so hard. The voice oh. has claimed you. No. Oh. 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 All right, so we got a rule around here. You can only go three minutes or Google Voice will get you. Uh, it only allows for three. But, you know, Jacob is a newer caller to the show. Yeah. Sure. Now, if you get your message played three times on the show, you can become a made man. But when you get Google Voiced and you leave two messages in the same night, like, they don't count. So you got to call us back again, Jacob, and you can become <laughs> the next made man here at Raiders Fan Radio. But Jacob's still got some more thoughts, so let's check it back in with our buddy Jacob down in Fresno. Man, three minutes is just <laughs> not long enough. I'm double-dipping this week, guys. I hope that's okay. Anyway, I just wanted to say, you know, it doesn't look good for us this year. And I I knew that at the beginning of the year. But I said 20-0 and just because we came out against the Broncos. (laughs) And it really didn't look good. But, hey, we won. And when you win, you get happy. So you try to think the best. Uh, I honestly never believed 20-0. and Who believed 20-0? and Nobody. Anyway, I think at best this year, super generous. Yeah, we are. It's still in play. We're probably going to be where Murph started in the year at nine wins. And I really don't think that's going to happen. I think (laughs) in all actuality, we'll probably get five or six wins. Nope. (laughs) At the beginning of the year, I thought it was going to be seven. Nope. I think we'll probably get five or six. Nope. I'm thinking three. But I do think Max Crosby is going to do pretty good. And I I know I'm alone in this, but Tyree Wilson, he played maybe, I don't know. I want to say he played like ten plays maybe. But the push that he got at the line was really good. The problem is he didn't actually get the quarterback. But one of those sacks where Max Crosby got, I think it might have been one that got called back. I don't know. It might have been the one that stood. No. But there was one one that got called back on the other side 
Tyree Wilson got some great push. So that's a good thing to look forward to. You know, we we could see, you know, if he puts that together one week, you know, it's a fluke. But he puts it together two weeks, okay, we got a pattern. Puts it together three weeks or more, we we got a nice little trend going. So who knows? Maybe this guy's career is just starting. Maybe we shouldn't write him off so quickly, you know. As we say all the time whenever we have bad pass rushes, Khalil Mack only had four sacks in his first year. And I know he's not Khalil Mack, but uh, he – he has the potential athletically to be something great. So let's just keep hoping good things for him. Let's not be too hard on him just yet. He's just a rookie after all. Same with Aiden O'Connell. Maybe I'm totally wrong. We don't need Caleb Williams, and Aiden O'Connell's going to be a beast. We'll see. But uh, Redder Nation, it's hard, but we already know how this is. It's been hard. Let's stay up. Let's remember the pride and the poise, the commitment to excellence, the greatness of the Raiders, as Al Davis said, the greatness of the Raiders is in its future. I don't know if I believe that, but uh, I'm trying, and I'm looking to all the positive stuff, and I, I think it could very well be possible. I used to believe that a lot more when I was a kid, but uh, it's a lot harder as a man. <laughs> so anyway, let's go out there, and let's just give it our all. Just win, baby, but probably not. Who knows? Nice. <laughs> What's up, Jacob and Fresno? Some folks were concerned he might get the double Google voice. I know. I know, right? Well, close. Too. He was running it real close right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so the three minutes is all you get. <laughs> Storm just said that. He's going to get Google voice twice. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, we got, he got, he got real close. So good job there, Jacob and Fresno. Call us back again. You can become the next made man here at Raiders Fan Radio. All right, so here we go. Like I said, this is Murderer's Row. Here we go. We got our good buddy down in the 703. He is Josh. What's up, fam? Well, another week, another shit show. Also, I, I just want to say this. It's probably a good thing that the phone calls are only three minutes long because God Unless you're knows, Jacob. I know all of us could probably go on a rant for f***ing an hour with the way shit's going right now. I'm going to give credit to the defense. Defense play, you know, they they were struggling in the first half, but they really shut it down in the second half. You know, I mean, they, they stepped up. Got to give it to them. Um you know, especially Nate Hobbs wasn't out there, Byron Young, still haven't seen uh, that Amari Bernie linebacker. I don't know what's going on with that one. The offense, man, and, and you know, the rookie made rookie mistakes. So I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it. What I want to talk about is the damn turnstiles of an offensive line, because I don't know what the f*** that was. Matt had an all-you-can-eat buffet around there. All I heard was f***ing return of the Mac plan and just sacking them, sacking them, sacking them, fumbles, fumbles. What the f***? <laughs> I swear I think Mac looked at him and said, you know what? You may have number four, but you're not my number four, so I'm going to go get your ass. That's what it feels like anyways. And the play calling, we just, we seem so predictable. I don't know if I'm the only one, but it's like you watch, you're like, okay, I already know what they're going to do here. Yep, they're going to run it right there. Oh, they're going to try, he's going to try to do something. No, that didn't work. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Um, Adams is a trooper. Um, good to see Renfro get a couple catches. That I don't know why they threw the ball. They were right there on the three-yard line. I don't know why you don't give it to Jacobs, try to hammer that in, maybe tie the game up, but... 
you know, I'm not a football genius, but apparently neither is fucking McDaniel. Love y'all. All to the next one. Can't, you know, love Monday Night Football. So, man, the pack. There he is. Nice. That was great. Always bringing it, Josh is. Good stuff there. All right, next up, let's check in with Donovan. Hey, what's going on, man? It's Donovan, man. So, we get straight to it. When it comes to the game, Aiden O'Connell is just a rookie, man. Defenses, the defense kept us in the game the whole, you know what I'm saying, did a job in the second half, and the offense showed up. We have to stop going away from plays that's helping us win the game. We have to stop going away from that momentum, man. And something much bigger when it comes to Raider Nation. Something Devontae Adams said, man, all this talent on this team, we have enough talent to take it to the next level. When Mark Davis introduced this regime, he said, with this regime, this is not a rebuild. We take it to the next level. If somebody or something is hindering us from getting to the next level, that has to be addressed or that problem has to be removed, bro. Because we just, we got three players in the top 20, the NFL top 100. What are we doing? We're not going to get rid of the talent. We're going to get rid of Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and Mad Max. No. We're going to just win, baby. Don't do it with the Patriot way and just win and watch everything else fall in line, man. That's all I got. Don't need, it's only, only the first month of the season, man. We got 13 games left, man. What are we doing, bro? Just win, man. That's well done, nice. Good text. Yep, yep, Good yep. text. And he's right, man. When you have that level of talent at those elite positions, like, come on, man. It's unreal. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, next up, let's check in. Let's go down to uh, Southern California and check in with our good buddy, Animal Mother. What's up, guys? It's Animal Mother. My first call of the season. Uh, I haven't called after any other games because I didn't want to have to call and be in a f***ing terrible mood. <laughs> and even though we got a white-knuckle win against the terrible Denver team, I wasn't really impressed with anything that we saw. And uh, here, here we are, three-game losing streak, and I'm f***ing shocked, right? How are you going to be you're first in goal? You've got the Russian champion. How are you not going to hand that guy the ball? How are you going to put that ball in the air? It's a poorly managed game, a poorly f***ing coached game by f***ing McDipshit, who's in the hot seat right now. He's got to be. You can't put this on our defense. They gave no points to them in the second half. Our low-rent, patchwork defense, half our f***ing defensive backs are playing with f***ing clubs on their hands. This is a shutout. They put us in a position to, to win or at least tie that f***ing game. And we mismanage it. And even on that last touchdown we did score, we almost blew that one too. Devontae had the touchdown. Challenge the f***ing play. You rush up to the line, you run another f***ing play. Thank God we score. But can you imagine if that, if that doesn't go in? Oh. It's f***ing brutal. It's not that we lose f***ing games. It's that we go out there and we just we shoot ourselves in the f***ing foot. Play after play after f***ing play. The basic, basic f***ing shit. I help that we're watching our, our O-line just get their lunch money taken from them for the last three weeks. Absolutely insane. Those guys ought to hang their heads in shame. It's unbelievable. And you, you know, the frustration that we have as a fan base, I, I, and I went to that. I didn't think McDaniels was the best hire. But you know what? I 
fucking, I, I went to bat for him. Give him a chance. Let's go. Amen. It's something, whatever, different. Let's yep. buy in. Let's get away from the carousel, yep. the coaching carousel. I don't know how you defend the fucking guy anymore. I don't. It's unbelievable. And, and now my son's getting to the point where he understands what losing and winning is. And uh, I have to fucking uh, initiate him into this ritual that we seem to have as Raiders of fucking losing every other game or three games in a row. So, fuck it. Go, go Raiders. <laughs> nice. John Animal Mother. Yep. Jeez. You know, I'm sensing that the fan base is frustrated. Yeah, yeah we're down. Know, yeah, we're just, down kind of bad, I'm dude. Just kind of yeah, picking up on it's that. It's too early to be this down bad. Talk about that, Michelle. That's the part that's killing me because usually we're we get down bad. You know, like after the bye, you know, like oh sure. It is so early. Like, where where do we go from here? Like, shit. I'm. I, I don't remember being. I mean, obviously we've been down this bad, but. Have we? I don't remember. It's been so, I don't know. Yeah. Jeff, do you feel like, so long. right? And <laughs> Jeff, do you feel like outside of a major personnel change, mainly in the front office, mainly in the guy that's calling plays or something to that effect, do, is there like, what's there to be excited about for this season? Because we're clearly not good enough to make a playoff. No, spot. well, so you, like, know, you know, what I, is there to like root for other mm-hmm. than the Josh Jacobs? Devontae sure, yeah. I mean, that's that's that. all really you can root for. You know, you can root for, you know, players and stuff like that. You know, you hope that Max Crosby makes a DPOI run, you know, uh, but I don't think, I mean, kind of like what you said. Losing. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're one in 16, you're not going to have the defensive player of the year on your team, nope. you know, yeah. regardless of whether he deserves it or not. He could set the know. sack record and oh, still not get it for that bad. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But, you know, I mean, yeah, there's, there, there's not a whole lot of good to, I mean, you know, it's just, we're just down bad, man. Like there's nothing, you know, I mean, and this is by far my worst season as a Raider fan. I think we talked about yeah, that yeah. earlier in the week. Like, you know, I mean, this is my fifth year in the silver and black, and I ain't been down like this ever. This feels like two and sixteen. This feels like this is up there. Yeah, yeah with, you yes. mentioned that yeah. with, the, with the with the bed and breakfast offenses. This feels like Lane Kiffin. This feels like all those like you know the really super dysfunctional Norv teams and all that yeah. stuff. It like. Um, uh, shout out just when Wendy in there, she's uh, quoting the doors. Uh, been down so long, it feels like up to me. Man, is that's go. not the damn truth, <laughs> yeah. Wendy. Yeah. Uh, appreciate that very much. All right, so let's. This guy that we're gonna play next is is equally frustrated as we all are, but <laughs> we love him. He's one of our favorite callers, and all of our callers are our favorites. We we, we don't we don't rank any of them because um, everybody's just amazing the fact that, that you uh, in the worst of times you still make this show amazing by calling and leaving yes. your voicemails and yes. emailing and all that um, one of the guys we really love to hear from is our buddy Rico uh, he is Italian born but he will tell you he is Raider born Rico and so I'll just advise you uh, if you've got candles a little light them up if you've got aromatherapy take a deep breath <laughs> if you've got pants to drop them. <laughs> Hope you've used your Manscaped products. Hope you. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to get ready. There we go. Let's check in with our buddy. The always um, and and listen, we like to to play with it uh, on the idea that he's got dulcet tones. <laughs> he does. But man, he's got some great football takes too. Yeah, he and here yes, he, does. he titled this message: "Be bold." Hey guys, Rudy Morico here, and I would like to send a message to Josh McDaniels. Josh. When uh, we hired you a couple of years ago, 
during those uh, preseason games, I've saw something that felt completely different than what I'm seeing now. And um, I know during the preseason you try out different plays, players, see how they work out, what they can produce, but that was the right formula to use. And remind me a lot of the formula you was using during uh, your career as a Patriots coordinator. So where's the dynamic offense? Where's that leadership that brings to discipline? Where's the hard tackling? Where's the crowded backfield? Where are the options, the element of surprise? I mean, how you can run with the same guy on first and 10, second and eight, through all the game and not using any running back option at third and two, third and goal, first and one, whatever. How? What I'm trying to say to you is um, don't be stubborn. Put your feet on the ground and remember when you were a coordinator, when you was a coordinator, what the other coaches been teaching to you because that's what the game of football is if you didn't get it yet it's a mixture of experience from different minds if Belichick has been teaching you something put it in practice don't think it is not going to be useful just because now you're the coach and we do it just your own way remember this is not your baby this is Al Davis' baby and the baby of all the fans that embrace the commitment. You're here to help and put the Raiders on the map. And, I mean, try something that you probably lost. If you got to use two quarterbacks, use them. There's not a law that say you had to use only one. A gym is too delicate. Use the kid in more snaps. Be bold. That's what I'm saying. Not stubborn. Be bold. And anyway, it's too early to create a division. Create a division in between the fans, in the franchise, in the locker room. We've got to stay united. So from the players, and I don't care if you're the best running back, best wide receiver, the best defensive end, the best quarterback, from the players to the fans, either you all in or you out. So with all that say, I love you all. Cheers to all of you. Go Raiders, like focus on the next game. Be bold, Josh, and I'm out. Oh, oh, so good. good. So good. You know what I love? Oh, I loved a lot of things about that call, but one of my favorite points that he made there, this is not your baby. Yeah. I love that that whole sentiment that, like, yes. obviously we know the Raiders are Mark Davis's baby, but, like, you know, like, this is Josh McDaniels' job. This is not your baby. Like, I love that because we take sure. such personal ownership right. around our, our, our fandom. Yeah, Michelle? Yeah, no, yeah, I love that. It's, he always just has the best takes, but I think that portion of it, like, settle in, like, but also the be bold thing, do that. Like, don't be timid in thinking that everybody else has to do the changing. You do it. 
you are the coach. You do it. I, I, Rico always has the best takes. Right. And, and, and yeah, and great point there too, Swag Jeff, that whole idea of like, we talked about that speed to adjust, <sighs> like be bold. Like what, what else, what, here's the way I would phrase it. Like what else do you <sighs> have to lose? Right. You're th- one in three, you're losing your locker room. Your success is ass every time you've ever taken a freaking, you know, taken the field as a head coach. Yeah. Like what's the, like you're either gonna go down with your plan or just take a wild freaking like Butch Cassidy and Sundance your way out of this damn thing well, that's and it. go down in a ball of freaking Th- glory, it. man. Put you your know? pride to the side, that, pal. Yes. You know, it, it's okay. You can admit that you were wrong about a game plan or a thing. Like, try something different, man. Like, do you want do you want your pride to be intact or do you want to have wins? Ugh. Like the end. Like what 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 are we doing here? Yeah, I'm with yeah. you, man. I'm I'm with you. So great stuff there from Rico. We appreciate you so very, very much. All right. Next up, let's check in with our buddy Raider Kojo. Salute, Raider Fan Radio and Raider Nation. This is your boy Raider Kojo. So <laughs> even though we gave up six sacks to one guy, turned the ball over three times, uh McDaniel's coaching like dog crap. Uh, overcoming zebras and their BS, we still had a chance to tie or win the game with all of that nonsense going on. So, you know, I, I still don't understand. Now, our next four opponents are as follows. The Packers, we have not beaten since 1987. I was 10 years old, okay? The the Patriots, we've only been once in 20 years, and I was on a miracle uh, uh, play because of their stupid wide receiver that's our wide receiver now. <laughs> the Bears, we've only beaten twice in the last 20 years. And the Lions, we've only beaten once in the last 20 years. So if my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles an hour, you're going to see a 1-7 in seven record at the end of October. We might not get a win until the Giants in November, maybe. Because if we don't win against the Giants, I don't think we're going to win a game until maybe December. Great so Scott. right now, it's a lost cause. Uh, now it's just about how how much is Mark Davis going to tolerate losing. I mean, obviously, I don't. it doesn't even matter. If you fire McDaniels now, it's like, who, who's going to take over? Uh, uh, Nick Lombardi, he sucks too. So if you fire Patrick Graham now, uh, even though the defense has improved – but he still calls a BS coverages, especially that last third down, you know, where you give up a 51-yard reception to, uh, 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 what was that guy, Palmer or whatever the heck his name is. Regardless, and they didn't call offensive pass interference. All of this nonsense, yeah, right now it's just all about how much is Mark Davis going to tolerate losing and uh, at what cost, you know what I'm saying? Uh, obviously, if the defense has been stepping up, we're probably not going to get blown out like I, I thought we would. But, you know, it's just it's not looking good. This is a lost cause. Hopefully next year we do get Jim Harbaugh, and he brings Vic Fangio with him, and like we do turn like it around it. quickly. But right now this is a lost cause. So if anybody has any optimism about this season, forget about it. Forget <laughs> about it. This is a Fugazi season, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Fugazi, Fugazi, uh, everything, you know? So, man, this is so frustrating. I mean, I can't even be mad anymore. It's just, you know, just frustration. But anyway, this is your boy, Ray Kojo, out. Oh, my nice. God. Great freaking call, Kojo. Yep. I love it. He called it all a fugazi, man. Yeah, that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's, and Ron just dropped the freaking comment oh of the gosh. night in there. 
Uh, Ron, man, it was I was hard. It was hard not to laugh while, while uh, Kojo's call was going on because uh, Ron says Raiders gave up six sacks to one guy. Philip Rivers created six guys from one sack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, we got two more as we're on our way out tonight. Uh, first up, hey, we got two guys. Well, one's used to be in Jersey. Now we got, so it's one guy in Jersey, one guy in New York. Oh, nice. Even though the second guy is from uh, California, not far from yes, where I'm from. Yes, yes. But uh, anyways, our first uh, first guy, let's check in. <laughs> Just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Three hour show. Shut your freaking ass right, up. Okay, we, okay. we gotta go. I'm tired. I'm yawning over here. Rev Raider. <laughs> What's going on, Murph? Uncle Mosh, Young Swaggo, Michelle Sweat. Time to put your expertise to work. What the fuck? Oh, hey. Uh-oh. This is Rev Raider calling from Jersey, man. And, and managing a game, play calling. Our coach is a one legged man in the ass kicking competition. Like, he is so so unprepared like and i I, like i don't know what to say you know we have all the tools all the ingredients that we need to be great in this league and he doesn't he 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 doesn't dial up anything that that is worth like mentioning like yo when you have khalil mack getting six sacks in the game with with your rookie you know, some things it might be the rookie's fault, but like, yo, Illuminor boy, he was a turnstile. He was coughing up loose change. Most of the offensive line, like, how are they regressing? You know, I, I don't, I don't know what to say, man. You know, it's it falls on coaching. You know, and we can we can even take shots at, at, at Patrick Graham the last couple of weeks, but um, they're actually improving. You know, they're getting put in foul situations from the offense right now. You know, those turnovers, short field. You know, what can they do? They're doing what they can do to to survive. But in the second half, when they had better field position, they were getting them off the field, you know. So the offense. And by the way, Josh McDaniels is no guru. He is no offensive guru. If he's an offensive guru, he's like Rain Man in the elevator screaming fart. You know, <laughs> set your ass outside. You know, use your use simple mental things. You know, that's the way I see it. You know, frankly, it seems like Bill Belichick, he was capping for all of his people, giving those good recommendations, and they're not who they were sold to be. That's what it seems like to me. Because when you start to look at the Bill Belichick check tree and what they were doing while they were with Bill Belichick, you know, all the innovative stuff, the crazy stuff where you would have to dig into the rules and like, yo, this was an old rule and they got that off. That was an amazing play. You only see that on the Patriots. But when these guys leave, it gets real rudimentary, you know, but that's just something that, that I'm just noticing more and more. So, he is no guru, so let's stop saying he's supposed to be or anything like that. Love- oh, there you go, Rev Raider. Sorry, I cut him off there. Good job, Rev Raider. Oh, good stuff there, man. <laughs> he 
he's, his calls are always amazing. Uh, all right, next up, we got the last one of the night. Uh, so this is one of the OGest OGs of Raiders Fan Radio in terms of the made men and made women. Uh, let's check in with our good buddy up there in now New York, uh, and let's check in with uh, Chuck Splatterhead McCann. What's up, guys? Splatterhead. Um, man, you know, the last few days have been the first time in years where I don't leave my house every day wearing Raiders gear. At least a hat. And I'm not even doing that. I'm wearing my Fox and Hair Brewing Company hat now. I have a red T-shirt on. I mean, I still have my tattoos, but it's, uh, I'm at the point to where, you know, most of my life it's been like Sunday football season, whatever's going on, I got to be in front of the TV. And uh, they finally did it to me to where now, if I'm in front of the TV, cool, I'll put it on. But I'm not making a an effort to go out of my way to stop doing other things with friends and family and housework or whatever to just invest myself into this crap. Um, I don't know what it is, but... You know, there's nobody connected to this team anymore that has a connection to what it is and what it was to be a Raider. Um, Yeah, I know you're going to say Mark Davis, but Mark Davis was raised by Raiders. Mark Davis was raised by some of the meanest, baddest SOBs in the world. And look at him. Did any of it rub off on him? Because that's that's not the face of the dark side. Um, and if he's all we got that has that connection, I think that might be what the problem is. Um, but definitely McDummy is not the answer. And I hear you, let's not call for people to lose their jobs, blah, blah, blah. I- I'm like that in real life, but I'm also of the mind of, you know what, do your job. Oh, if you don't want to nice lose your point. job, you need to yeah. do your job. And he looks point, just like Chuck. he did in Denver. Um, again, great offensive coordinator. Sucks as a head coach. All right, guys. I'm out. Probably watch the game Monday night, but if I don't, I don't. I might want to sleep instead. <laughs> game comes on pretty late out here. All right. Peace out. All right. There he is, Chuck McCann. All right, good stuff there. So I've, I do have one more. I apologize. Uh, Kevin, the Raider nerd, he emailed his call in this week. So let's check in with one more. Speaking of the made men and hear from our buddy, Kevin, the Raider nerd. Hey, Raider fans radio. This is Kevin, the Raider nerd checking in. I know it's been a while, but I've been listening. I've been watching and uh, I miss you guys. Uh, I'll talk about the uh, Raiders-Chargers game in a second. I was there. uh, I got to witness that, and I'll I'll touch on that in a minute. But I want to push back on something that you guys uh, talked about last week. It was about that Raider fan who decided to stop being a Raiders fan. And uh, I know know Raiders fans uh, can really kind of look down on that type of situation where someone says, you know what, I'm not a fan anymore. I'm going to move on. Um, But I really think you have to look at the individual person that says that and how they say it. 
when I saw that tweet that uh, you replied to Murph and uh, other Raider fans as well, I didn't get the feeling that he was uh, saying that, you know, um, in a malicious way and that he was going to become a Chiefs fan or anything like that. It looked like he'd been a, he'd been a Raiders fan for a very long time, like I have, you know, 40 years. And uh, that he had probably, you know, we don't know his situation is my point. And uh, we don't know if he had a support system like we do here at Raiders Fan Radio where we can support each other during these crappy times and lift each other up. You know, we don't know if, uh, you know, how much money he spent, you know, how much time and effort he's been disappointed by this team over the over 20 years. Um, you know, I was at a point where when my uh, when my wife died back in 2013, you know, my Raider fandom was kind of up in the air at the time, but it it was because of Raider Nation that came to uh, came to my support and was there for me to support me through my loss that I realized that I had a family there to support. And, you know, with the Raiders playing so consistently bad, you know, all the times I wear my Raider gear, which is all the time, including recently when I went to the UK and Paris, you know, and I break out my Raiders fan radio shirts in, in Australia and stuff like that. I'm doing that for Raider Nation. I'm not doing that for Raiders anymore because they have constantly let me down. So when someone gets frustrated and wants to uh, quit, I can kind of understand that because after this last week's game, I've lost my faith in the coaching. I've lost my faith in the team. And yet, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere, but I can understand the frustration this guy has. So before we jump down this guy and, you know, call him a traitor or whatever it is, uh, just consider these things because, I, I, you know, if he changes his mind down down the line and, you know, you know, wants to come back to Raider Nation and maybe he finds people in Raider Nation that he can connect with, I'd be more than happy to welcome him back because I understand the frustration. I understand the money that we lose uh, going to these events and the gear that we buy. But not everyone has a support system that we do here, especially here at Raiders Fan Radio. So I just wanted to say, uh, you know what? Um, good luck to that guy. Uh, I just hope he's not a dick about it. If he's a dick about it and he starts talking shit about Raider Nation, that's a different story. Um, as for the uh, as for the, the game down in L.A., uh, first thing I want to say is I believe the Raiders are now one in four at SoFi Stadium. I don't want to hear that this is the uh, vacation home for the Raiders anymore. It is not. I have Ooh, been to three of these losing games, including this this most recent game, the last Monday night game against the Chargers, and I was there for that Thursday night game against the Rams. This game is a this place is a house of horrors for Raiders fans. It is Eli Roth hostile territory <laughs> for the Raiders. It is a. Uh, a Saw movie for the Raiders. The Raiders, <laughs> only thing that the Raiders get out of this is they get a home game because it is 70% Raider fans this last weekend. But you know what? It doesn't matter how many Raider fans are at Raider games now. The Raiders still find a way to Raider it up and kick themselves in the ass and lose a game. And it's Ooh, very, damn. very frustrating. It's not just on the coaches. It is also on the players, okay? The players have been underachieving, and uh, I feel for what Devontae Adams have. Anyway, guys, I just want to give my two thought, my, my two cents on that uh, Raiders fan that decided to, to give it up. I'll welcome, back, welcome him back if he's not a dick about it, and uh, let's kind of think about that type of situation. I'm going to stick around, but uh, you know what? 
maybe I won't be as vocal. Maybe I won't go to any more games for a little while. Maybe I'll buy less gear. I'm still going to be a Raiders fan. My Raiders tattoo ink's not going to come off, but uh, I'm going to fan my way. Um, I love Raider Nation. I love you guys, and I will talk to you soon. Kevin the Raider Nerd, out. There it is, Kevin the Raider Nerd. Yep. So, okay. Uh, let, 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 we'll keep it brief. And this is a three-hour show, and, and so we're, we're, we're running really long. But I think there, there's, a, there's a sentiment that's come up that I want to address before we give out the Sizzler, and the Sizzler Award goes out to the best emailer or phone caller of the night, and we're going to hand that out. But I want to – like, you won't find three more passionate Raider fans from three more different, like, upbringings in terms of our Raider fandom. You know, uh, you know, we all have a different story, just like so many of us in the, in, in the chat room as well. Uh, here's here, – so I, I, I understand frustration. Um, I'm, I, I can't go anywhere. Like, I can't I, – I, and, and, like, look at – like, a guy like Chuck and a guy like Kevin, like – there are you can't find bigger Raiders fans than these guys, and they're telling you like I'm not wearing some gear, yeah. I'm being less vocal or whatever, and like that won't be my story. Now I won't judge them for that being theirs. Like I I understand it, um, but I think it's a very compelling conversation to, to to have. That like I think the story to me and, and the and the thing that's telling is that like that's how down. In the 2023 season, four weeks in, we are as a fan base. Like, those are words coming from a couple of guys that we know personally. We know them very well outside of the show. Never in a million years would would have thought. Now, again, it doesn't, I, I don't line up with that, but I respect where they're coming from because I understand that frustration. And it's, Michelle, this is bananas to me. Like, did you yeah, ever, like, no. like, speak on it? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know what, like, how to put piece it together in my brain. It's just kind of what the overall sentiment has been. That's what's so like, I'm almost speechless. Cause I think, but I understand like where, like for me, I only mostly have Raider stuff. So, and I, I go out and I, I don't care, you know, like I, but I understand like Kevin saying, maybe I won't go to games, you know, I, hell I don't, I wouldn't want to go to games and get humiliated, you know, like in front of a bunch of, you know, Chargers fans or who the hell we're playing at the time. And, but it is, it's sad. It makes me sad. And, and to, just real quick about the, the guy that, that, you know, wrote the letter. Like, sure. I think we did say, you know, connect with your local booster club or something like, cause I do think that's kind of where the connection is at because clearly it's not going to games and winning, but because Kevin, he's like the super fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to hear him say that, man, that breaks my heart. That that and it should piss off Mark Davis. And not that he's hearing us or anything, but like he's gotta know that big major fans are are embarrassed and ashamed and the pride is gone. And shoot, that 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 I, I bums me out. It's a it's a strange place. Uh, yeah, for I don't us even to be know like how to. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I feel like I don't have the words to really verbalize. And I don't think they're like being overly are. dramatic no, or anything I like don't that. Because it's a collection of like all these years of us being bad. And you know, and I heard something Jeff the other day. Someone was talking about it was a different thing of in in fandom. It was actually about a movies and a franchise and whatever. Okay, but like you know, I've this off season and early this season have kind of like rallied us 
as far as older fans in terms of like, you know, talking to younger Raider fans, like, look, this, you know, we used to be, you know, the, the greatest sports franchise and of all of them. And we used to be the, you know, the bad boys. Anyways, it's just like talking about the greatness of the Raiders and what we once were. And when younger fans would express like discontent around letting certain players go and let's just call it out Derek Carr, like things like that. And like, Older guys like us were like, I don't get it. I don't know why you're so attached to this guy. I never won a game. But I, I, the way that it was described in this other context, I, I finally got it. It finally clicked with me. They're so desperate for their thing to be the next, like, and, and like that, that moment when Marcus Allen turns around running with the night and sets the, at the time, the, the, the record for rushing yards in the Super Bowl. That was an electric moment in my childhood. Like, it was huge when that happened. When Jim Plunkett threw that little pass out there to Kenny King, and he took it off for however many yards, ran down the sideline, and the Raiders dominated and won in the Super Bowl. Red right 88, you know, the freaking holy roller, the sea of hands. Like, when those moments happened, that was embedded in me as a kid. And I nowadays, Raider fans are desperate for one of those kind of moments. So I get it why they didn't want to turn loose of a guy like Derek Carr or even Darren Waller because they wanted those moments for their guys. So I, I I finally, it started to kind of click with me. I'm like, okay, now I get that a little bit. But that said, like, I think this screams, we are desperate as a fan base for something to Something to root for. Thank you. Yeah. You got you, yeah. I mean, you know, and and I and I understand that too. You know, I mean, Derek Carr was the face of our franchise for a long, long time. And say what you will about some of the positive and negative things that he brought to the table during his nine-year career. But of all the Raider players that were over the course of the last nine years, he was the guy. Yeah. He was the guy making a lot of those plays, you know. I mean, whether they be positive or negative, but like, you know, that's the guy that you know, because we weren't winning. We didn't win shit. So, like, there was that, that those little small victories, you know. Well, well the one least, time that we did, he got hurt. Yeah. Well, yeah. there. And didn't well, have a there chance you, to see There it you out. go. So, I mean, and, and so you same, say the same thing about a guy like what you said, like with Waller or Khalil Mack or like all these things. Like, you would see these moments within Raider Nation and you could be like, okay, well, I'll hang my hat on that. Like, that's badass. And so when. You know, the Raiders trade away Khalil. They release Derek. They trade, you know, I mean, all these little things, you know, yeah. So some people that understand, like, the big picture of what it means to be a Raider, like, yeah, you can, you know, you don't hang your hat on players or stuff like that. But I totally get why somebody would, you know, if they if they want to see that immediate success and, you know, under, you know, some people just don't understand that, it's this is more than a football game. Well, and that's this what Kevin is, and Kevin know. is saying there in the chat, and I think that was one again. I didn't mean to gloss over it, but it was an excellent point he made. The only thing I can root for is my family. Yeah, there you at go. This point and his yeah. family's Raider Nation, and yeah. like that's an excellent point. True. And that's where yes. like what you know, and like what Michelle said about finding local booster clubs, or like kind of the whole spirit of this thing is that like when when I I tend to let the performance on the field affect me way less than. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Totally. Or, or even not at all compared to Raider Nation. Like that. Like this That's is it. we do this because we love to hang out with each other. Love to hang out with the chat room. Love to like and and just celebrate our Raider fandom and our collective, you know energy around the Raiders and so like that's where I'm with him like that's 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 where yeah and then like what Michelle said earlier too yeah okay you're not gonna buy Raider gear well buy some Raiders fan radio shirts because it's all go. gonna go to a good cause right. or 100%. whatever else or Couldn't agree yeah. more. a Midtown Mo shirt or whatever else but that's yeah. it anyways great calls tonight great yeah. emails tonight yes. we always uh, award a, what we call the Sizzler Award to the best of the emails or phone calls of the night Swag Jeff who do we got absolutely so yeah so much respect to the uh, all the amazing folks that emailed called the show uh, in no particular order with the emails. I know T-Hom, uh, Carl Howard, Just Win Wendy, James Williams, uh, Vegas Raider Pete, DJ Lenny Danger, congratulations on being made, my friend. Uh, Frankie Mosqueda, Erica S., uh, uh, Tartan Raider, and of course, Paul. Uh, voicemails, Paul? Ten, uh, p- voicemails tonight, Ron, Jacob from Fresno times two, um, uh, Josh in the 703, Donovan, Animal Mother, Rico, Raider Kojo, uh, Rev Raider, Splatterhead, Kevin the Raider Nerd, just from top to bottom, just like the mate of the made folks here, man. Yeah. Like, and a, a new one, DJ Lenny Danger. Uh, exactly, man. So so just the gauntlet that we ran through here tonight. Much respect to everybody. So tonight's Sizzler Award is going to go to a couple different folks. Uh, had great takes some funny stuff, all that stuff. So tonight's uh, Sizzler Award winners are uh, Ron the Mater Raider and Raider Born Rico. Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Please win a game. Can we win two? Can we win three? At least one, please. Can we beat the Bears? Or don't beat the Bears. That way we have a shot at getting the number one draft pick and get oh Caleb Williams for crying out loud. All right, anyways, we appreciate you, Raider Nation, on a three-hour show. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave all the goodbyes to my co-hosts, who are the most uh, amazing and the best in the business. Appreciate the chat room so very, very much. We love you guys. Thank you for all the super chats tonight. 100% that money goes to the One Nation Foundation. Monday Night Football, baby! Let's yeah. go! Hey, listen, listen, I still believe we can win. I'm not even going to lie. You're 13 like, and 4, uh, still in play. Four, it's still in play, even yep. though I did ask Paul to flip it 4 and 13. But, <laughs> yeah. but either way, I'm good. Either way, you're good. I mean, hell, even if we lose on Monday night, you're still in town. You're still good. You're still in it. In it to win it, man. So, uh, so yeah. So, thanks, everyone, uh, uh, in the chat. Uh, uh, just win Wendy, Maniac Matt, Gianluca Morelli, uh, DJ Lenny Danger, uh, Jay Jackson, Storm, Raider Worm. Easy, get that. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, the good stuff, Johnny uh, Tildwids, uh, Yoshi, Kevin the Raider nerd, uh, grumpy ass Raider fan. Uh, much respect to everyone in the building. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, Vibrator, uh, let's hey, see. Baby. Hey, uh, Adam Hill says, "What's up, man? Uh, you tuned in just a little late, Adam Hill, but uh, but thanks for tuning in, uh, Yoshi Paul." 
Much respect to everyone oh. in the building. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey-ish sometimes uh, into the dark side. Don't forget, boys and girls, what happens in Vegas is started in Oakland. Uh, tune in. Just get the truth chicken out. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us your feelings. Do all that stuff in the comments at the end of the show. And uh, Watch something spooky this week. Watch something spooky. You won't win anything if you leave a comment. What's, our, what's our movie? What's well, our homework? Talk, talk to us. Talk to me. Talk, talk to, to me. me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Good night, YouTube. Okay, see you. Bye. 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 <laughs>